Never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful, blustery, rainy northwest Pennsylvania. Uh, we're, we broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on our flagship network, the Global Star Radio Network. Proud to be a part of that, uh, proud to be a part of their lineup, really. What a great, fantastic uh, network they've got. I was on uh, with Ted Brower today from three to four in case you missed that that was a good show i thought joe that was a great show yes it was yes what did we talk about you don't oh, know. You, know. you don't know you know health stuff and, and yeah uh, okay so, so eric the tech is weighing in over there <laughs> geopolitics uh, actually uh, actually i was pretty coherent uh, during his show, I thought anyway. No, I, I did. I didn't get a chance to. Listen no, to I, I know you were otherwise preoccupied. And and folks, uh, you know, f- for the people who are, we we had a really um, we, we, a lot of stuff going on today. So uh, our apologies to those that um, we were scheduled to, to talk with and didn't or attempted to reach us. Uh, just a very very busy day. Actually started at six thirty this morning and just never let up. So. There it is. But folks, I want to let you know that we broadcast, we simulcast on Blog Talk Radio as well as YouTube Live. And I want to thank JD from NeptuneDiaries.com. JD, thank you so much for taking care of putting that up on our website today at Hagman and Hagman.com. We've got two websites, uh, two primary websites. The first for the show is Hagman and Hagman.com. All right. There you click on, you can get to the show and yeah, it's all there. And then to the right is the navigation bar. And you look there, it's laid out pretty, pretty nicely for you. Um, our news, our show prep site is hagmanreport.com. So we've got hagman and hagman.com and then hagmanreport.com. So there you have it. It's, and, and Rhonda, God bless you for really handling that. 
what we do is we take the most important news and we put it on Hagman Report. Rhonda does that and she does a great job with that. So having said that, uh, but we're, we simulcast on our YouTube channel. And folks, if you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, please do subscribe. It helps us. Dave Hodges, too, I want to mention this, who's also in Global Store, has a YouTube channel as well, brand new. Go to thecommonsensual.com and uh, you can you can find his link to his YouTube channel. I would urge everyone to subscribe to his channel as well. Um, we, 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 you know, we need to push this. We need to get the word out there. We need to really become more aggressive in spreading around the knowledge and the truth. So, anyway, I'm Doug Hagman at the helm, fellow investigator Joe Hagman. Together we are what I like to call the Hagman and Hagman Report, what I like to call the uh, America's Premier Father-Son Investigator Reporting Team. So we got a lot to cover tonight. First hour, news, stories of import. Second and third stories hours. Stories of import? Of import, yes. Oh, and taking your calls. Oh, man, Eric the Tech, Eric the Tech Fan Club. Or, uh, anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> we we got to no, get him on mic, man. We got to get him on the mic. What we're doing is uh, each and every Wednesday now we're going to have at least two hours dedicated to open phone lines to hear from you, we the will. listeners. Yep. We want to hear questions, comments, concerns. We want to hear no, we don't. any suggestions you might have, um, <laughs> anything you want to say as far as weighing in on the issues or anything we talk about or anything we don't talk about that you want to hear talked about. Um you just give us a call, and, and we'll be taking calls each and every Wednesday. Yes, and, and preference will be given to first-time callers because what, what we want to do is we want to expand, of course. And, and you know, a lot of times we, um, well, you know what, if you haven't called in, line up first. And the number will appear on your, your screen. Um, or, Joe, what's the and, number? And we'll give it out. Or we'll give it out yeah, later this hour. Want to let you know portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by and and folks, pay attention to this website, okay? Um, safeguardmidwest.com. Safeguardmidwest.com forward slash Hagman. All right? Safeguardmidwest.com forward slash Hagman. More about them later. If you're, if, well, I'll just say this. Megan Hop and Safeguard, they t- they've teamed up to really meet all of your business forms, your Promotional item needs. Megan is a she's got a wonderful team of professional designers to create and complete marketing uh, a marketing kit. Uh, yeah, very hard working business. Oh, we'll yeah. get you know everything done on time. Uh, yeah. Has great logistical abilities. We uh, in Dallas, we um, this is a company we use to create our our t-shirts and our hats and. Uh, they were, yeah. you know, shipped yep. to Dallas on time and, and, uh, exactly what we ordered and they're helping us, working with us, putting together a web store and, uh, very nice, uh, very helpful, very customer service oriented. Christian owned company, you know, Christian owned franchise. Megan Hop is the, the key player there, the key, uh, business person there. And she's a fantastic person and it's a Christian family. God bless them. So, all right. See uh, your, uh, yeah, I'm down. Your internet's I'm not down. working. No, I'm down. You want to share just... the cord? No, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I, I just, honestly, I, I don't think, um, don't know. What button did I push here? All right. Well, a couple of things. You know, folks, I'm going to start with this, and you chime in, too, because. I know where you're going to start. You, you know, this, this just, 
bakes my batter. <laughs> I mean, this gets my go. And it's not funny, really. It, it, it's it's not it, this show. This should be an example of how wrong things are today. David Daleden's home in California. The guy behind the Center for Medical Progress, and the guy who is responsible for doing all the undercover videos, it was raided Tuesday by officials under the office of the California Attorney General. You might know her, Kamala, or Pamela, uh, Kamala, or Kamala Harris, right? You might know who she is. Yeah. Harris has been investigating him for months after his, after the video expose of Planned Parenthood's alleged baby parts scheme. Well, his videos made the rounds and showed Planned Parenthood, um, showed their activity, their criminal activity, their, okay, alleged criminal activity, because we know we live in a litigious society, and, uh, you know, anyone can sue anyone for anything, regardless of how insane the, the, the uh, suits are. Well, so I want to make sure his videos allegedly show Planned Parenthood personnel actively negotiating the sales of liver, lungs, hearts, and other organs of aborted unborn children. Now, Joe, come on. Grab a seat at the table here. All right. <sighs> yeah, this is we, a mess. Um, we'd be... This, you know what this reminds me of? I couldn't even begin to the guess. The judge in New York State. <laughs> Television. Get out of my courtroom! You're a liar! <clears throat> well, what what happened here is Planned Parenthood uh, should have been held accountable for their role... Should be held accountable. Yeah, for their role in uh, not only abortions, but in, in this instance here we're talking about the selling of, of aborted uh, baby body parts and yeah. tissue matter. Now, agents seized all video footage from um, David's apartment along with his personal information. And on a Facebook post, uh, David said that agents left behind documents that contained or the, the contents implicated Planned Parenthood in illegal behavior relate, relating to the handling of the the uh, case. Now, Center for Medical Progress spokeswoman or spokesman Peter Robbio confirmed the social media posting is authentic but declined to comment further. So what happened here is the uh, people who filmed the undercover videos uh, showing the under-the-table business Planned Parenthood was engaged in with selling uh, aborted baby parts and and you, we all saw the gruesome videos that um, the Center for Medical, Medical Progress released and uh, you know with these evil people from Planned Parenthood who were just so thrilled to be able to you know provide heads of, of, of dead babies and other body parts well this has been turned around on the people who exposed the murders and the uh, Subsequent sale of these body parts, and they're being. Uh, remember, they were indicted. There was a, a grand jury convened a few months back, looking at Planned Parenthood and to see if it was in the wrong. The grand jury came back and indicted the filmmakers from the senator for senator for, senator for, for medical yes. progress. Say it with me. And that was just all backwards. So now they're taking it a step further, 
and the Department of Justice in California are now personally going after the people behind the videos. And <clears throat> um, it's getting dirty. It's getting ugly. And Planned Parenthood still not being held accountable. Not only are they not being held accountable, the news and mainstream media is covering up their murderous activities and the continuation of covering up the exposure from the Center for Medical Progress videos. I mean, it's just a mess. I don't know Everyone should be outraged this. over this. They should be. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want. Here's, okay, here is our position, my <laughs> position, and, and having done this, having done investigations for over 30 years, um, there are pretexts. You can actually create a pretext and go into a location or... or, or um, and we've done this. Joe and I have done this. This is why we've, you know, that we're so familiar with this. You're, you, as investigators, you're allowed to go into a, a say Planned Parenthood was selling desks, for instance. Desks, okay. You can go in there with, with, you know, uh, say, give a fake name and say you're there to inquire about the purchasing of desks. Right. And maybe throw in something else. I mean, you can go in there, even if they're not yeah, but, selling but, okay. desks, you can go on, on, in there. You can't ask them to sell cocaine to you, for right, example. Right, But if, if the normal, so the pretext has to, really has to be consistent with the normal course of their business activity is what you're trying to say. Right. Rather than go, go into like, um, you know, other, other avenues here. You can't go to, to McDonald's and ask for a Burger King burger. But well, you can go well, into, yeah. I mean, like you said, it has to have and, to do with the daily right. activities. And, and that's a permissible pretext, okay? For example, uh, police officers do this all the time. They they pose as undercover officers. They go in, and if they suspect uh, someone of selling cocaine, for example, they'll go in and uh, make a controlled buy. Or if they suspect in vice, they suspect a prostitute, or the, the, a woman is a prostitute, or a man is, is, a, is a John in that case. They can set up a sting operation. Now, are they engaging in that prostitution? No. Or are they, are they asking, for example, the owner of a pizza shop to engage in prostitution or to sell them cocaine if there is nothing, if there's no evidence to support that possibility? No. So, as long as the pretext is consistent with the alleged Activity, then it's a permissible pretext. Now, um, I mean, it's just that simple. I'm not even sure how to explain it any any more simple right. than that. So, you go in, you misrepresent yourself. Obviously, you're not going to go in and saying, "Well, we're going to do a documentary and showing how you are breaking the law." No, you can't because obviously you're not going to get anything any uh, any meat on that. So. You go in and, and you represent yourself as someone who you're not. Uh, now, uh, there's a lot of discussion about all oh, the fake driver's licenses and what have you. Well, that remains to be seen. Okay. Um, and if that was the case, that, that, that perhaps that might be a county or a state issue. But at the very least, all right, even to, to take it up a few notches, the fact that Planned Parenthood gets a pass, and, and, and they come down on the Center of, uh, for Medical Progress. 
uh, in in this fashion tells me there's no interest in justice here um, because and I remember as an operational asset working for the Department of Justice myself back in the 1990s going in and actually making a mistake I, I actually made a mistake when I was doing the doing the investigation yeah can you believe it I actually made a mistake and it was a mistake that that the the, the Department of Justice said you know what you kind of no, not kind of. You actually, you actually broke the law. And I said, "Oh," and, and I won't get into what I what happened. It's really not that big of a deal. It was just a procedural error more than anything else. But that procedure broke the the law. However, what they did was okay. Well, in the interest of what we're doing, obviously you're not the target of our investigation. They are, or you're not the uh, target of any investigation. It's the the person that you're going after. So. Things happen all the time. Procedural mistakes happen all the time. Now, this was not a sanctioned uh, Justice Department operation or any sanctioned law enforcement operation. This was an independent investigative operation. Not even a journalist. Uh, you know, the Center for Medical Progress is not acting as, as a journalist, I don't believe. They were acting on their own behalf to expose this network of, of selling body parts, alleged network, thank you, Eric, of uh, selling body parts. You, you got my, you got that disclaimer there, alleged. I just want to make sure because, you know, again. So in real life, and let me just explain this. In real life, we have had real life experiences with this. And in real life, the Justice Department says, okay, we're, we're going to go through and, you know, we're, we're going to pick this up where you left off and thank you very much. And here's your baseball cap or T-shirt, and have a good day. That's how it works in real life. After, of course, you go in, you sign all kinds of papers saying that, hey, we accidentally shoot you in the back of the head when we're raiding, raiding, raiding the place, or, or you know, if you happen to, you know, whatever, or if we accidentally uh, kill you, your 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 estate won't sue us, and we're going to disavow all knowledge of you, you know. Things go south, basically, and you turn over your, you sign off your. Oh yeah, they do that. It's a process. So, and in the in the civil end of things, just so you know, in the different states that we've we've investigated, Joe, you and I, we've gone in. Um, you know, for example, if if a person, and I'll use this as an example. Let's just say a person's working for the state of New York. And that person, uh, in, in, uh, we'll say, um, a real life case, okay, working for the state of New York as a city, uh, in, in the, in the city works department. All right. He, he slips on the, slips on the job, falls, and his doctor says, okay, we can't work for at least six months. Goes to his doctor and, says, oh, man, you know, doctor says, look, uh, not only can't you work for six months, you're probably going to be disabled for the rest of your life. Now, suddenly, let's say the guy's 30 years old, and, and this is similar to the case we work. That claim is going to be in the millions of dollars of lost wages, anticipated lost wages. So he gets an attorney, and he sues the state of New York for, we'll say, three, four million dollars. Happens. However, let's say the guy, during his period of disability, while attempting to collect three or four million dollars from the state of New York to replace the wages that he doesn't have anymore, 
Meanwhile, he's receiving compensation, workers' compensation from the insurance policy. He opens up a chimney sweep business. Or better yet, no, I'll go with real life. He opens up a home inspection business that requires him to actually climb on roofs and climb underneath houses and uh, do all sorts of gymnastics. Even more work-related, more work-intense than he, he was doing at the city works department. So we, we, we go and we say, look, we're thinking about buying this house over here on, uh, we're thinking about buying this house. So we'd like you to do an inspection. How much do you charge? Well, the inspection is $340. All right. Here's 340 bucks in cash. Of course, we're wearing, you know, cameras or it's, it's under surveillance, like the Center for Medical Progress was. Now, we're not asking him to sell us cocaine. We're not asking him to drive us to the laundromat. We're not asking him to do anything outside the normal course of operations that he that he's doing. So we're allowed to go up there and say, inspect this house for us, under the pretext that we're going to buy it, under the pretext that we are, we are somebody we're not, under the pretext that we are looking to buy this house. We get the audio, videotape and, and such. Give it to the, the insurance company, whose attorney says, "Hey, great job. What are you doing on May twentieth? Well, I don't know why. Well, you want us to subpoena you, or you know, can you come and testify? No, oh, we'll come and testify against the guy to authenticate your your video and audio. Okay, May twentieth rolls around, Mister Smith." The guy that does the home inspection is there. Looks at us and says, oh my goodness. <laughs> and the attorney says, what's this all about? Well, Mr. Smith says, didn't I tell you I have a home inspection business? There goes a three or four million dollar claim out the, out the window. Well, it's not quite that simple, but I just gave you the, the really kind of the, the, yeah. the architecture of the, of the case. What is the Center for Medical, and all of this is permissible under state law. We're just giving you the civil side of things. And we've done this hundreds and hundreds of times, thousands of times. Yet, the Department of Justice with the Center for Medical Progress with this David, uh, uh, Deleton. Yeah. What do they do? They, 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 they storm troop into his house. They bust down and basically bust down his door. They rip everything apart looking for evidence. And he's right on what he said on social media. He called this an attack on citizen journalism. Absolutely. And he's right on the money. Uh, That's exactly what this is. uh, And I'm going to tell everyone who's doing this. Go ahead. Not only is it an attack on citizen journalism, it is an attack on those who are uh, waging war against the murderous agenda of the satanic elite. And the satanic elite are showing that they will use the oppressive role of the government to stamp out any type of rebellion against them or exposure of right. them. And everyone should be paying attention to this. If you are, if you have a website, if you have a, a blog, if you have a vlog or a video channel, um, 
whatever you might have, you, you ought to be paying attention to this because you hit a sensitive area, and this could be you. This could be us. And, and, I, and I say that in, in, with all due respect for everyone out there, but if you think this can happen to you, you're wrong. Um, David Delanian released a statement this afternoon where he said, Today, the California Attorney General's Office of Kamala Harris, who was elected with tens of thousands of dollars from taxpayer-funded Planned Parenthood money, seized all video footage showing Planned Parenthood's criminal trade and aborted baby parts. In addition to my personal information, ironically, while seizing my First Amendment work product, they ignored documents showing the illicit schemes between STEM Express and Planned Parenthood. This is no surprise. Planned Parenthood's bought and paid for Attorney General has steadfastly refused to enforce the law against the baby body parts traffickers in our state or even investigate them, while at the same time doing their bidding to harass and intimidate citizen journalists. We will pursue all remedies to vindicate our First Amendment rights. It goes on to add, uh, Matt Heffron, a former federal prosecutor with Arizona and currently a legal advisor to Delinian, said, To storm into a private citizen's home with a search warrant is outrageously out of proportion for the type of crime alleged. It is a discredit to law enforcement and oppressive abuse of government power. And he's exactly right. This is a in- oppressive abuse of government power. And being done for the purposes of doing Planned Parenthood's vengeance for being That's exposed. Right. I, I'm wondering how many people have been either on the um, receiving end or, or the giving end of a search warrant. Either either end is pretty stressful, let me tell you. And if you're on the giving end or, uh, you know, um, um if you're if you're executing a search warrant, um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, having been on both ends. Um, I'd much rather be on the on the on the executing end than the receiving end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I've seen I've seen this happen. And and let me tell you, it's an intimidating. Uh, it's a very intimidating. Even under the best of circumstances. It's it's very intimidating, and this is is designed to send a chill through the citizen journalist community. And this is a clear message by the, this Department of Justice, by the Obama regime, by the people behind this satanic agenda, that they will not have any any type any of this. They're they're not going to have any of this. So when I say people like Dave Hodges and us. We're taking chances. Dave Hodges is taking a chance. Ted Brower's taking a chance. Steve Quayle's taking a chance. When we step out and we're taking the chance, this is not yay us, but understand what we're doing. Understand that this could be any one of us. Please don't take this lightly. And if you have, you're in a position where you've got a website or some sort of presence, when you're making a difference and you're striking some, some nerves, it can be you. Please understand that. There's a, a piece from Activist Post from 30th of March. Citizen journalism is not all what it's cracked up to be. No, ain't but that it goes true. on to talk about, you know, what's happened to the mainstream media, how this question is being asked by millions of thinking people more than ever before. They go on to say, um, this could be a real clue 
uh, can be found in what may be termed soundbite reporting rather than investigative journalism dug up by investigative journalists. They, like the extinct dodo bird, are becoming a vestige of the past, especially since most media, 90% in the USA, are owned and controlled and manipulated by five corporations, Time Warner, Disney, Murdoch's News Corporation, uh, Bertelsmann of Germany, and Viacom. In former years, issues of Time Magazine used to be uh, filled with uh, its pages uh, of investigative journalists compared to today. It has scaled down and just packed full of of uh, propaganda versus good reporting in times past. And they call this crowd control for the mind. Uh, they say the apparent storm of arousal of misrepresentation information from what some call the lamestream press, the alternative media and press have left the mainstream news in the dust. One reason is that the Internet allows access to global networks where some independent news reporting is very different from the supposed free press in the USA. One really has to question why U.S. citizens are not permitted to know information about certain topics discussed openly and freely in other, country, in other countries, specifically regarding to the dangers of vaccines. Uh, and it goes on to talk about the effectiveness and, uh, of the mainstream media and questioning their efficiency and what they plan to do amidst this backlash of citizen journalism, which has taken captive more audience members than mainstream media has in recent years. And this is something we talked about at the Hear the Watchman conference on the media panel with my dad, myself, Josh Tolley, and J.B. Wells. That's right. We talked about advantages, disadvantages of the alternative media, challenges and opportunities. And there are so many opportunities for citizen journalists out there today because the mainstream media is not doing investigative journalism. Not at all. Investigative journalism is what the Center for Medical Progress was doing. And yes, the it's unfortunate that, you know, they uh they did a good job. They provided the proof. They provided in my mind all that is needed uh to show, you know, the story for what it is that Planned Parenthood was Illegally trafficking in uh, dead baby body parts, but the government, as I said, would not allow that to continue because this is a you know we know abortion is the satanic sacrifice that the elite use for power and control, and exposure of this for what it really is will bring the tyrannical government down on your head. And and I think, you know, once more, the importance here, there's a couple of different areas of importance, but I believe the primary importance is you've got you, the citizen journalist, the the, the person out there who, if you're trying to make a difference, you're going to get a lot of flack and expect it from the government, expect it from others. Expect it in, in the form of this kind of harassment. Expect it in the form of vexatious litigation. Expect it in the form of, uh, email harassment. Expect it in the form of any type of harassment you can think of. Expect it in the form of surveillance on yourself. Mm-hmm. Expect it in the form of, of, uh, uh, you know, well, just, just out and out harassment. Accusations, unfounded accusations of, of any nature, almost. Slander. 
you're going to be putting yourself in the firing in the line of fire. Just understand that how important this is. So don't be surprised one day if if you're out there doing this that that you're going to be caught in this cross this this line of fire. And 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 I've got to give it to uh, this David Deleden and, and you know for his um, for not only his investigative work product, which I, I found extremely, and, and people will say, well, this is edited. Understand what they're saying, okay? If, if you're, they're looking at the, the, the video or audio tape, when, when a person goes in, or when an investigator, for example, goes into, we'll say, a, um, an area of, of interest, you turn on the tape or you turn on the cameras. If it's a hidden camera, you turn that camera on as you're getting out of the car, we'll say, or as you're entering the premises at some point. So there's a lot of time. There might be, there might be an hour, two hours, three hours. Who knows? There might be a lot, a lot of lead time that shows nothing or shows uh, a lot of, a lot of nothing. And, and then you might have 20 minutes or however long of, of actual footage that is relevant. And then maybe another hour of stuff that's that's irrelevant or just rustling, and then again another ten minutes, and you know, so yeah, maybe for public consumption, they they cut out all the the stuff that is necessary to 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 maintain the integrity of the initial evidence, but you wouldn't want to sit through. So, so yes, in term in those terms, perhaps the, the video was edited. So the accusations of editing, while they imply, for example, that the intent was changed or something was changed to make Planned Parenthood look bad or represent something else, that's truly false. And and we have we have heard those. I mean, that's the go-to. Uh, that, that is the absolute go-to excuse in the investigative venue. Believe me, the first question, the very first question when you're on the witness stand and, and testifying to the authenticity of a video or audio tape, is this, did you, first of all, did you take it and is it edited? Well, of course not. And they will inspect that you, you bring the original. So the accusations of editing are fallacious and it's just a, it's a time-worn concept of, uh, time-worn, it's, it's ridiculous. And most importantly, um, were there any laws broken? Okay, you know it's it's interesting because if you're if you're let, let's let's say for example, um, you break a law, you you break a uh, or you 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 commit a summary offense in either to stop or expose a felony in progress. Okay. What is? Think about that for a second, okay? If you are just a normal everyday citizen and you, and you commit a summary offense, we'll just say you park in a a, a no parking area and you get out to help someone uh, that that you see maybe involved in a um, getting beat up or something, and, and you save that person's life while you're away from your vehicle. Meter mate puts a ticket on your windshield. Gee whiz. And for whatever reason, well, okay, so, so the news reports and says, hey, this person was parked in a loading zone and got a ticket, as opposed to this person went out and saved a life um, by helping and by intervening in a fight. As an example, 
that's how the media sp- is spinning all of this. But but worse, this administration, this rogue regime, this criminal cabal of Satanists, they are pushing the news story to reflect exactly that, to spin this and to make the Center for Medical Progress the bad guys. Keep in mind these facts. A baby's heart starts beating in the womb between 18 and 25 days. So don't tell me that uh, that we're not talking about the human life. EEGs show the presence of brain waves at 40, uh, 43 days. Now, don't forget we accept the absence of brain waves as presence uh, um, the absence of brain waves as as an indication of death. So, wouldn't it be right to accept their presence as evidence of life at forty three days? All brain and body functions are present at eight weeks. At eight weeks, the baby will wake up, will sleep. We'll make a fist, we'll suck his or her thumb, and we'll get the hiccups. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Eight weeks. At ten weeks, a baby is sensitive to heat, sensitive to touch, light, and noise. And at the moment of conception, a genetically unique individual experiences its genesis. And it's not what science says. No, 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 no. no. You know what? Science, science says no. What science, does science says say then. It, it's not. It is not a living thing. Ever. <laughs> Until when? Until it's either killed or is born. <laughs> I mean, really. The, uh, it's ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous. And I, I jumped in there and interrupted to, just to, to prove a point. Uh, we, yesterday we talked about a story of the Hillary of Hillary Clinton talking about uh, let me pull it up here. Hillary Clinton, unborn person, has no constitutional rights. Well, she took heat from pro-life groups for using the word unborn person, saying that a person gives the connotation of somebody who is alive who has rights. Pro uh, Democratic primary frontrunner Hillary Clinton ran afoul of both the pro-life and pro-choice sides of the abortion debate Sunday when she said constitutional rights do not apply to an unborn person or child. The unborn person does not have constitutional rights, Miss Clinton said on NBC Meet the Press. Now, that doesn't mean that we do not do everything we possibly can in the vast majority of instances to, you know, help a mother who's carrying and who wants to make sure her child will be healthy and have appropriate medical support. Well, Mrs. Clinton said, there is room for reasonable kinds of restriction uh, when dealing with abortion in the third trimester of pregnancies. But the issue here is, uh, the specific term person is a legal conception that includes rights and stat- statuses that the law protects, including protection of a person's life under the laws against homicide. Pro-choice intellectuals have said that even an unborn child is a life, it is not yet a person. So you get into the terminology war here with, you know, fetus, person, unborn baby, unborn child, unborn fetus. So what they do is they change the terminology and use the word fetus. This way, they think in their minds they are free from liability uh, in the Did law. You, have, have you learned? Or, do people understand? And uh, uh, what's the origin of, what? of the word fetus? That's a good question. Fetus is from the Latin. What does it mean? From Latin, what does it mean? Look it up. Well, if you know the answer, 
<laughs> yeah, look it up. I'll look it up. Okay, well, I think seriously, we've done this before. Look up the word fetus, the Latin root for fetus. All right, and take a moment. This is it's that important. Take a moment to do this, folks. Look up the Latin for fetus, or for fetus, or the. Let me rephrase that. The word fetus comes from what Latin word? And what's the meaning of that word? All right. All right. So, at any rate, um, while you're doing that, it's just, uh, it, so, so this, this is absolutely critical that we understand what's going on here, that this is a political game. All right. Miriam Webster's dictionary. Right. An unborn or unhatched vertebrae or mammal, especially after, uh, eight weeks. A human being or animal in the later stages of development before it is born. That's the simple definition. Um, if I can get to my, if I can get to my email, an unborn or unhatched vertebrae, especially after attaining the basic structural plan of its kind, specifically a developing human from its usual two months after conception to birth. All right. Well, look, look, just. Again, I, I, I can't get to my, my, my show notes here, obviously. Um, but anyway, look up where the word fetus comes from. It has its, its Latin origins. And the bottom line, it, it's a human life. And what they're doing is they're changing the terminology here, yeah. where they're attempting to use the, instead of saying human or person, um, they're quick to say, don't use that. Don't, don't use that. Because we don't want to give any, any, we're being gamed. See, all the language is being changed. And if you yeah, they say too, abort a child is medically inaccurate, uh, as the fetus is not yet the child. Dealing with, as we're talking about, the terminology aspect of things. Right. right. And, and you, you do have to understand, folks, what we're talking about is, it goes back to the to the early days with the Tavistock Institute, with the social engineering, you have to understand that, that it's just not about abortion. The normalcy, attempting to make normal the homosexual agenda. Gay, for example, in, in place of homosexual. You think that's an innocuous attempt, or you think that's innocuous? No, that's designed. Um, and did you see recent polls where people were asked what percentage of the population in America um yeah, I've seen. Yeah, people thought that were gay. And yeah. you, you had people saying, you know, twenty to forty percent as their the, average. The answer. numbers were outrageous. Yeah, it's like three percent, if that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, two point five percent is it was the standard for a long time. We'll even go up to three, maybe three and a quarter percent, three and a half percent at most, but it's not beyond that. And my question is, so let's even let's say it's a three point five percent. Uh, yeah, let's say it's five percent. Well, all right, I, but I, I would prefer to be more tec- or technically accurate based okay. on polls. So let's let's stay with three point five percent. Why are ninety six point five percent of the pop- why is ninety six point five percent of the population catering to three point five percent of the population? Because the three point five percent are more organized; they're financially backed. But so and okay, it, why? It, well, it's also who? part of the agenda. To tear apart the family, to tear apart the right. moral fabric of this country. It is right. part of this Luciferian agenda that the elites have been carrying out for generations. Yes. That is why it has the backing of all the corporations, the courts, the government. The full. It's just like the dollar. It's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. 
Yep. And why would that be if it is such a low number of people who? Well, uh, once more, and, and um, we, we've seen this with respect to the homosexual agenda. Why, for example, why is the homosexual agenda so important to the globalist? Because it rips down the nuclear family, the biblically, the, the biblical family of husband and wife. Well, in the, when, when you look at the larger agenda here, in order to take take this country out take it down as as a as a power uh you've got to you, you, it's more difficult to attack it from from the outside so you got to you got to capture it from within and to do that you need to go through a number of different steps including redefining uh the the, the nuclear family the, the the family unit you've got to revise history so it looks like um so the history is nothing close to the truth You've got to tolerate, infuse a level of tolerance into society that it would not ordinarily have. Well, how do you do that? You remove prayer in the Bible from from schools. You you attack the nuclear family by um, uh, or the homeschooling. You put people, you put young young people, young children into young adults into not public schools but government schools. I mean, public schools, government schools, same thing, but it, more appropriately worded, government schools. And it's all part of, when you go back, it's part of this one world globalist agenda that has its, um, framework under the communist, the, the, the one world order is a communist based, has its infrastructure in communism. So, but ultimately, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. So, so look at it that way. And, and that way you can understand why, for example, uh, McCarthy, even today, who exposed a lot of things, although had his own problems and fought his own demons back in the 50s, early 50s, um, you can understand why McCarthy has been vilified. You can understand why McCarthy has become a verb. You can understand why uh, no one believes or few believe the truth about the communist infiltration back in the uh, post-World War II days. Well, what does that have to do with things today? <laughs> it, a lot, because it, 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 it set up the infrastructure for the global, the, the internal takeover and the taking on America, but to make us, to subjugate us to this global network. And they're doing this, you know, uh, one of the, the, the most obvious ways we see it is in our economy, in gutting the middle class, in not only, uh, jobs and resources, but in, in money. And now, today, uh, Obama is setting up prosecutorial discretion, is his excuse, saying illegal immigrants will be eligible for Social Security and disability. This article goes on to ask, does the President of the U.S. have the power to unilateral, unilaterally give millions of individuals who are violating federal law uh, federal benefits? for which they are not currently eligible due to their unlawful status. Through the Solicitor General, President Obama is telling the Supreme Court that is exactly what they want to do. What the Solicitor General calls what Obama is doing prosecutorial discretion. He argues it's a particular type of prosecutorial discretion that the executive can make millions of people in this country illegally eligible for Social Security, Disability, and Medicare. On April 18th, the Supreme Court will hear arguments from the case entitled 
U.S. v. Texas, it pits President Obama against not only the Lone Star State, but also the majority of states which have joined in the litigation against the administration. At issue is the policy the administration calls Deferred Action for Parents of America and Lawful Permanent Residents, which would allow aliens in this country to illegally or in this country illegally, who are parents of citizens or lawful permanent residents to stay in the United States. Not only that, he's unilaterally creating a program called DAPA, D-A-P-A, that contrives Congress' complex statutory framework for determining whether alien and alien may lawfully enter in, remain in, and work in the country. And it takes it a step further. DAPA would deem over 4 million unlawful present aliens uh, lawful eligibility for work authorization and to establish a classification uh, from Congress for benefits such as Medicare, Social Security, and federal um, food stamp programs. So what the president is doing, despite the law, is telling those aliens who are here illegally based on his deferred action that they will be able to legally work in the United States and if they are unable to uh, lawfully work individuals with deferred action will who cannot make ends meet will be able to uh, become part of the food stamp programs or the social security uh, supplemental security income temporary aid for families in need and other federal benefits it's just amazing to me what this president is getting away with. People here in America, American citizens, specifically veterans, over 50,000 homeless veterans who can't get benefits out on the streets. But here you're, you're allowing millions of people who are here illegally committing crimes by being here and giving them the rights and benefits that soldiers who fought for the freedoms of this country can't even receive. The Supreme Court will hear these arguments in the middle of April of this month. So, to sum this up, an illegal alien will be able to work in the United States and will be considered a lawful person eligible for Social Security, retirement, disability, Medicare, and other social programs this is what the president's fighting for and hopes the supreme court will implement in order to allow these illegal aliens not only legal work status but legalities to apply for and receive federal benefits whether it be social security medicare or food stamps You know, in addition to that, before he gets out of office, the renegade in chief, and Joe, I'm going to tell you one thing. Just one? You're you're, going to have to adhere to show rules. Okay? That depends on what those rules are. Well, he's the renegade in chief. He's not the president. You can call him the putative president. He's the president. No, he's 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 an illegal occupier of the Oval Office. Show me where he's eligible to be president. And I got an email. Hey, Apparently, it so, doesn't matter. Show me where these people are eligible to be legal working citizens in this country. You know, the law is void. 
Well, the Constitution any, is not being followed, obviously. Because, and here we get to the key point of, of the conversation. Well, the Constitution it, it, is void. Hey, hang on a second. You know, people watching this live by YouTube are, are seeing us oh. splash screen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, not only did you <laughs> did you hear that, folks? I uh, fake it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. See, people are watching watching by live by YouTube are, are being treated to a splash screen because you, you would never <laughs> believe what's going on behind the scenes here. Okay, uh, Eric, the, Eric the Tech, God love him. He's uh, I, I knocked off the microphone off my desk. I, I'm having trouble with the he has no internet with my com- computer, um, and and he's yeah. I'm, do you hear that? And tossing computers. I'm actually um, I'm having a little little fit over here, so we had to put up the splash screen in order for you not to see my poor behavior. I'd give you the internet but cord, but I'm going to It doesn't phone matter. Calls. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It wasn't working last time. I know that. I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, we but the show rules. He's not. He he's an illegal occupier of the Oval Office. And I got an email the other day, or yesterday, I believe it was, when I had my when I was very forceful with with my discussion from somebody who said because uh, I I made it a point to say Cruz does not appear to be con- eligible under the Constitution, constitutionally eligible for to be president based on no, Article he, One, Section Two. All right. Well, he's not eligible. No, you're right on that. Now, somebody took somebody took issue with me saying, well. Um, and I, I'm not sure exactly if, if you misheard me or if I misspoke, but the bottom line is Cruz is not eligible. Rubio is not eligible because they are neither one are natural born citizens by definition. And you can toss out all you want about the, uh, Clinton shouldn't uh, be eligible either with her, her felony charges she should be facing. Well, yeah, right. But that's again, separate. You know, I mean, and people can, can, can argue all day long about the, uh, um, the various decisions, opinions by the Supreme Court. Okay. But the bottom opinions. line here, opinions, right. And, and I, once more, and Greg Jackson speaks heavily about this. Okay, um, about the Constitution, and I would say Greg Jackson is probably a, a better constitutional scholar than than Mark Levin. And you know, Mark Levin is very intelligent out there, and, and he's another radio show host, talk radio show host, and, and he's got degrees, and he and he he understands the Constitution. But uh, when you, the, the issue at issue here, do not tell me. Based on, uh, I mean, show me the law. Show me where there is eligibility by anyone that does not meet the qualifications under Article One, Section Two of the Constitution. You 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 will not be able to, and that's that's a real big issue. And of course, abortion, homosexual unions, same deal. Folks, we're up against the top of the hour break. We'll be right back with your phone calls after this. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed 
exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, coming to you live from Northwest Pennsylvania. This is a segment that we were, uh, started to do last week that we want to continue to be able to do each and every Wednesday. Uh, and this is the Open Phone Lines Wednesday. We're going to take your calls for the rest of the show. The number is 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Two nine four four. If I can jump in here, uh, two things. I just want to tell you about Safeguard. Safeguardmidwest.com forward slash Hagman. Folks, if you have any printing needs, if you have any forms, promotional item needs, if you own a business, if you just want uh, high security checks, whatever, uh, contact Megan Hopp and Safeguard. Mm-hmm. Go to safeguardmidwest.com slash Hagman. That's Safeguard Midwest dot com slash hagman they provide superior service for all of their clients whether you're big client small client they're located in the heart of the midwest and they service customers throughout the nation they megan hop is the person behind this business safeguard midwest dot com slash hagman allow megan and her team of professional designers to create a complete marketing kit for your business from your high-end security checks and invoices to banners to signs hats t-shirts shirts everything in between go to safeguardmidwest.com slash hagman for all your needs but let me just say this and here's what i believe i believe the the republican national convention is going to be fraught with uh, problems i don't believe that mm-hmm. donald trump is going to be i don't believe donald trump will be allowed to to uh, he's not going to the no ticket he won't be on the ticket i believe that uh, the fix is in i don't I, i'm not even sure cruz is going to be on the ticket to be honest with you no they're using him so yeah, the, what i believe is going to happen is the republican establishment republican party is going to select don't forget, it's been telegraphed. Previous and others have been telegraphing that they pick the nominee, the people don't. I just want to just throw that out there. So you think it's going to get hot this summer? I really do. And if by chance Trump does get it, that'd be interesting. I I don't think he's going to go the distance. There's an interesting uh, graphic up on Twitter, uh, some obscure Twitter feed where it says Ted Cruz and John Kasich are already lost as neither has the path to 
1237 delegates. They're not running to win voters. They're running strictly as co-conspirators to a brokered convention. Yep. That's, uh, and that is the truth. And, and Sanders, on the on the other end, is pushing for a contested convention as well at the DNC. Uh, summer '68, move over. Welcome to the summer of 2016. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a riotous summer, I believe. July or June? Uh, the RNC, I believe, is what June, July uh, or July 2018 uh, through the 21st. Yeah, so I think so. Uh, watch out. <clears throat> All right, let's just, just quick headline: We're going to take phone calls. Americans spend more on taxes than food, clothing, and housing combined. A tax advocacy group on Wednesday revealed that Americans spend more on their taxes than their whole budget for food, clothing, and housing. The Tax Foundation, in its annual report on when the nation as a whole has earned enough to pay its taxes, announced a date as April 24th. And it says Tax Freedom Day gives a vivid representation of how much federal, state, and local tax revenue is collected each year to pay for government goods and services. It's up to 31% of all the income brought in by workers here in the United States. Uh, we can get into more of that later. Let's go to the phones as we have a full bank of callers. We're going to go to Troy in South Carolina first. Troy, thanks for calling. Welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug and Joe. That's Connie Lake Troy. Long time no see. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm doing. I just got three uh, quick things. One where I saw that uh, Cruz won Wisconsin the other night. The next day, Carl Ove was sitting there on Fox like a cat that swallowed the canary. And that guy's a turd. I'm sorry, pardon my language. And he's like he said, like he's got, a, got it all rigged out that Trump's never going to get it. And um, my second question is, that gentleman that worked for the Clintons, are you going to have him back on or whatever happened to him? Larry Nichols, uh, actually, yeah. he yeah. has his own show here on Global Star Radio Network, but from what we've been hearing, he is not doing too well health-wise. Um, I'm not sure. I know he's wanting to continue to do the show, and that is based on how he is doing health-wise. Uh, they've um, increased his, his, his morphine, and he has some other new health issues that are ongoing so keep him in your prayers uh as okay. you know he he's a fighter but he is uh, continuing to to suffer various health issues that are getting worse and worse yeah i was hoping he's going to expose more on the clintons but my other my <laughs> other thing was i'm sure you guys know pastor td hill right yes mm-hmm. did you hear his last um thing uh, pastor paul had him on about uh, a dreams and vision that he was given the day after Christmas of 2015, where he said he saw a casket draped in an American flag in a rotundra, and then some doors opened up, and President Obama walked in and was looking at the casket. Then shortly after that, Trump was behind the casket, but he said he said that God revealed him who, who was going to get the GOP nomination and who was going to be president. So we're all hanging on pins and needles. And he told Pastor Bagley that Trump would get the would get the nomination for the GOP, and that he would be the next president. But when he did, he would be walking into chaos. Now, if you're familiar with his other dreams that he had about Mitt Romney not getting elected and Obama shooting the eagle out of the sky yeah. off the Truman balcony, yeah, man, I'm hanging on to see what's going to happen with that. Well, you know, that's interesting. I, personally, at this point. Based on my knowledge and my research to this point, uh, combined with gut 
my gut feeling. I, I don't, I don't see, uh, if Trump gets a nomination, it would be a third party right in. It would be probably by revolt. And I don't, I don't mean necessarily actual literal revolt, but some sort of, uh, uh, left handed turn. Uh, that's just my view. And, and that's, I, I certainly reserve the right to be incorrect. But I just don't see it taking place, and I think that the, I think it's all, all I think it's all done. I mean, I really do. But uh, it'd be re- it'd be really interesting to see because I, I think it's all gamed out. I mean, it's all gamed out ahead of time, and even it, it's yeah. you know, and and even if 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 Trump does, let's just say Trump does, or any non-establishment person gets that nomination, do you think that they're going to be permitted, for example, to just make the changes? And it's only one person, as yeah. well. You know, subject to the Constitution. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see, see nonetheless. But I think that the 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 end story here is that we are seeing the uh, the end game play out. I believe. Well, well, I I know this, Daddy uh, Joe. I might be going up your way sometime towards Christmas. My dad's going to go deer hunting. I might be going with him. I should like to visit with you guys, but um. I know that uh, my family paid a lot of blood and sacrifice. We we moved here before 13 colonies. And you can look up White Peter Klingensmith. White Peter Klingensmith. He was um, captured by the Indians, him and his brother. His brother escaped, but he was raised by the Iroquois. And he um, was made chief of one of the Iroquois nations. You can look it up. You'll see it on the Internet. But my family's got a lot of history. And I, I forget the name of that ship you guys have up there in Lake Erie. They, they made a ship. Niagara. Uh, yeah, the Niagara. My family members went up there during when all that was going on and participated in guarding all the shipbuilders when they were building the ships to fight the British. And um, we got a lot of history there in northwestern Pennsylvania and um, Westmoreland County and all that. But I just um, I just know Doug and Joe, I, it sickens me. And I sit there and I watch the Patriot with Mel Gibson just to see, my God, is it going to come to this again? Are we going to try to take back our nation, or are we just going to fall? And then I'm always reminded, no one's going to straighten it out until Jesus Christ returns. That's right. Amen. Troy, right on the money, brother. Look us up when, you, when you're on your way up. Let us know. Give us some advanced time. All right. Troy, thanks for the call, bud. God bless. God bless you, too. Have a good night. And, and don't forget, folks, the um, the uh, temple, the demonic arches rising in New York and London, April 19th. We're yeah. seeing the welcome signs for the Antichrist. Can you hear the Antichrist footsteps? Um, two events you should watch out for taking place simultaneously on the 19th of April in New York and London. Uh, Michael Snyder has written about this. Of course, Joe, you've talked about this mm-hmm. on that day. The reproductions of the arches stood in front of the Temple of Baal. And you talked about this earlier. In Palmyra and Syria. Yep, yep. They're coming, uh, they're coming. So, April 19th is the first day of a 13 day period known as the blood sacrifice to the beast that culminates on the cold high holiday, holy day of Beltane on May 1st, May Day. April 19th is also the date of the feast of Moloch, which is the ancient Canaanite god that, small g of course, that is repeatedly vilified in the Old Testament. And some believe Moloch is, um, is represented by the owl in, in um, uh, at the Bohemian Grove. Don't forget April nineteenth, Waco massacre. April nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. April nineteenth, nineteen ninety five, the Oklahoma City bombing. Yep. April twentieth of ninety nine, the Columbine. Columbine, and April sixteenth, Virginia Tech. 
2016th. Yeah, right. Yeah, 16th and uh, of 2013 was the um, Boston. Uh, thank you. Yep. So uh, this week, uh, this time period that we're coming into, stay close to this show. Stay close to shows like this and understand that we are entering into a period of of occult potential chaos yeah. and a, yeah, occult high holidays. That's right. Next up is Ron in Connecticut. Ron, thanks for calling. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, good evening. How are you? Fantastic. What's on hey, your mind? Uh, recently, I, I uh, heard you talk about the election, Doug, and uh, and I had that same question, and nobody seems nobody seems to have an answer about the eligibility, you know, natural born citizen. Whereas uh, I agree with you, Cruz was born of a Cuban father in Canada and Rubio was born of uh, Cuban parents and the rule as I understand it is you have to have a, a U.S. father and you have to be born in the U.S. Is that what you think? You have to have uh, both parents uh, natural born citizens. Well, right. uh, you know what? Um, rather than get into this because they're okay, um Look, they're gonna, Ron, there are arguments about this, about what qual or what constitutes a natural born citizen. At issue here is the constitutional definition of a natural born citizen. It doesn't mean, okay, so it doesn't mean that somebody, because uh, somebody could be born on the steps of the White House and not be a natural born citizen. Okay, somebody could be born, um, so, so according to, to the Constitution. And, and there are, are litmus tests for the natural born citizen clause. So, um, and, and of course, there's this intellectual and constitutional argument about what constitutes a natural born citizen. I would urge you to do your own research on that because it's not yeah, as okay. clear cut. Right. You know, the as, other thing you just you just brought up was the ball uh, yeah. uh, monuments that are coming to London and in New York now. You know, what I've seen, I'll just give you a couple of things here that I've seen in the last, say, ever since Obama was elected, actually, I knew that was a problem when he did come in. And ever since he's been a part of this, I've seen in the, you know, every, it's being, we're being, in, the U.S. is being encroached upon in a number of different ways, financially, through the economics, through a, a vast uh, spending plan with, uh, with no end in sight, uh, and also, you know, Muslims, because the uh, Obama is a Muslim, it's my belief. I, you know, they're getting special treatment, even to the point that they're, they're being you know, ushered into this United States without any checks and balances. And I'll tell you, we're in for just like Donald Trump said in a speech. He said tonight, we're in for some big problems as a result of that, unless it, unless that stops. So we have it spiritually from. Uh, you know, from these uh, I call demons, and uh, you know they're coming into the country, and it's it's evident in those. You know, do you know if that's going to be a permanent installation in Times Square? Or is it just going to be only for a short period of time? It's going to be a permanent installation. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, they say it's a historical thing, but I think anybody in their right mind knows it's a spiritual demonic uh, monument. I mean, that's so obvious to anybody that even, you know, even looks at it. So there's so many areas in the United States. My hope is in Donald Trump at this point, because from what I can see, that's why he's getting so much resistance in uh, in his efforts to become president, because everybody will lose their gravy train uh, uh, cash-in uh, 
you know, on the gravy train and, and being uh, all the control and the income and all the things that they shouldn't be getting, he at least has a possibility. And I agree with, I think Doug said, uh, you know, in the past that if Trump makes it to the White House, if he does become president, that will be a big, I think that will be a big step forward because these people are ruthless. Look at uh, Hillary and her husband and what they've done to people that got in their way. Well, you know, Trump is getting in the way from what I can see. Based on the resistance he's getting nationwide and even worldwide, even the Pope's on his case, you know. You know that mm -hmm. he's doing some good as a result of that. He's stirring the pot like nobody's stirred it before. I pray for him and his family because I'll tell you what, they are in serious trouble if they... If, uh, that's the way I see it right now. He's making such big and necessary changes, or at least he proposes to. Uh, they'll do. They'll fight him in every way they can. You see that, uh, uh, you know. And it's just for me. I'm I'm a little bit afraid for him and his family. But I'll tell you what. This was certainly needed because at least it's getting people to discuss it. And uh, you know, such as on your program. So I'll, I'll sign off here. But I just wanted to say thanks for what you do. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Ron. And thanks for the call. God bless you. You have a great night. We're going to move next to Michael in Michigan. we got Michael, Sean, Joe, and Priscilla. Michael, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Yeah. It's on your mind. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to say that I'm recently awake to, uh, um, you know, what's going to happen with the fallen angels and the, you know, quote-unquote alien invasion. You know, I was always awake to the truth but I never understood this part of it. And, you know, as a Christian who's always continually prayed, you know, God opened my eyes and kept that open mind and willingness to toss anything out of the side, you know, anything, any doctrine that I've learned, you know, willing to toss it out of the side or toss it to the side for the willingness of the truth. And when you have that, that heart spirit, you know, you can really, God takes you to the truth. And it's just so amazing to see. And I, I want to thank you guys for everything that you do. And, um, I'm just grateful for it. So, well, thank you. And, and you know, um, spread the word. Yeah. Spread the word. Spread the word That's about this I... program. But but also spread the word about the truth. You know, Michael, you're, you're a truth seeker and you're also a truth teller. So, uh, get as many people as you can to to, to start waking up people and you know I'm help us out. Disabled and tossed on a. <laughs> I'm disabled in level seven pain. I've basically been left to die in my apartment, and I have no one that really takes care of me and I have to pay people for help and it's it's difficult mm -hmm. you know you can you can sit and scream the truth as loud as you want there's only so many people that'll listen I recently just started making some uh, YouTube videos about some things and um, I had a question but I also wanted to, to state a, a few other things uh, if you don't mind real quick um, sure. something that something that I have seen from extensive amount, extensive amount of studying um, as far as what's been going on in the world and um, what the word has to say. I honestly believe Trump has the Antichrist spirit of destruction upon him from everything that I see. And I even, I've done a video on it and I, I lay out the stuff that I know and he is, he is here. He is a plant. He is, there, there's, he has a specific purpose from the Illuminati, you know, and, and, their whole purpose is to bring about destruction, you know, and when you look at, um, you know, like CERN and, you know, there's two other ones here that I want to mention that I don't know if you guys know about that are in the U.S. 
uh, called Grand Haven and then Tevatron. And the, the Tevatron one isn't in use right now, but that's what they say. Uh, I highly doubt that's the case. You know, there's, there's a lot of demonic things that are, are taking place right now and we really need to, we need to be willing to toss anything that, you know, we've formed a belief on out for, you know, for God's truth, you know, by allowing the, the, Word of God and the Holy Spirit to direct our hearts and minds. You know, I was listening a, f- a few nights ago, or I think it was maybe last night, um, where you had that caller on where he was talking about uh, the crater that hit um, in the side of the earth, and he was talking all about that stuff. And, you Stand know, you were up. reading a comment. Yeah, you were reading a comment on, you know, how people, they're, they're so, they're, they're so quick to say, that no, it goes against the word. I'm not believing it. Versus saying that you don't realize how infiltrated we've really been, you know. And, you, and when people don't really understand the magnitude of everything, it's so easy to get that judgmental spirit, and then you shut off. And then as soon as you shut off, you can't see the truth, you know. And that's and that's what people have to be willing to do. They have to be willing to to throw anything to the side for the sake of God's truth. Let God be true, and everything a liar, you know. And does that mean yourself? You know, and that's what we all have to say. You know, we, we don't we don't have that heart spirit. We're not willing to be made a liar because we always think that we know what's right and we always think we know what's truth, you know, and instead of letting yeah. God's word be truth. So Now you said something very important there, Michael, which is we as a people of believers, um, for the most part, are not open to correction from the Holy Spirit, let alone from each other, uh, and especially from the Holy Spirit. And that is a big hindrance in our walk with the Lord. And we need to, to pray for a change in the, in the minds and the hearts of, of believers that we can and are willing to be corrected by the Holy Spirit and by His will. And, uh, until that happens, you know, we're going to continue to run into this hard-heartedness and the, as yeah. Pastor Langford says, you know, the st- stiff-necked people we are. Um, and it's very true. Uh, we don't want to be wrong, like you said, and so yeah, we close our, we close ourselves to that correction. Yeah, it's just amazing how much we shut off and how much we actually prohibit God from working in our lives and you know allowing His you know fruit to manifest in us, you know, and you know just mm-hmm. produce the life of Christ. That, you know, people just don't. They miss it by so much, yet it's just it's right at fingertips. Um, the question, uh, the other question I have um, is, where do you guys fit the Book of Enoch? Now, from my last studying, you know, like right now, like I can't even pick up the Bible, like seriously, because of the like it's so hard to pick up weight. Like I, I literally, that's how much pain I'm in, you know. So like I try to listen online, and then I just fall asleep. So it's like I only can get so much in. But from from what I last remember, you know, it didn't. It, it didn't line up with the Word of God. Now, knowing what I know now and understanding what I understand now, and, and I'm starting to question a lot more, not as far as the Word, but I do question the Word, but not as, you know, like I, the blood of Jesus, that's 100%, you know, with it. that's the only way we can be saved is by the blood of Christ. But as far as how much has Satan corrupted and perverted the Word, I think that's an honest look that we all need to really, an honest thing that we all need to really take a look at. Because I remember from my last studying, um, I had a Greek Bible in front of me, and it was by J.P. Morgan Green. I think that was the guy's name. 
And um, uh, anyway, one of his newer versions didn't line up with one of the older ones that I had. And I'm like, God's word isn't going to change. You know, and and it, that always had that little question in my mind, like how much else has been changed? And now, now seeing what I'm seeing, and just everything that's happening, it's like, man, when these fallen angels happen, you know, I don't think we're really prepared. We we don't haven't discussed it. You know, we that's one thing I think we all another topic too. You know, that we all need to discuss is like, what are we going to do when this happens? You know, because well, we're going to die for our faith as soon as we do. You know, stand up and 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 preach the blood of Jesus. We're we're going to be obliterated. You know, so if, I mean, it's, if I can comment on your on your question about yeah, Enoch, I actually have um, right in front of me. Whoops, I have the book of Enoch right in front of me. I was actually looking at it before the show started okay. today, and um, it's always been part of the Ethiopian uh, canon. The uh, okay, the, and there are three different books of Enoch. Now, the the first book is the one that comes from the Ethiopian, the Ethiopia canon, and it is very accurate. Um, okay. Now, now one thing that I have not found, you know, I mean, historically, it has a historical value. It has a historical value, but some, you know, in the Bible, it talks about in in. Um, a few places it talks about that Enoch and prophesied, right? And he was a prophet, and it refers to to Enoch and his prophecies in more than one uh, place in the Bible. So, what my advice would be for people to read the book and mm-hmm. to pray about it, because um, it's not for man to determine what is or what is not the word of the Lord. It's for the Lord. Oh, to, I'm not sure about that, right? No, man. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we're, 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 right, I mean, we're supposed sorry. to be able to know what's truth and what's not truth, you know. And there's, there's, there's ops. I mean, there's 100% different, you know, definitive truth, and then there's not, you know. And it's different if you go into a book knowing that, you know, hey, there, there may be, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you kind of just have to have discernment. Versus, this is God breathed, God inspired word, you know, because I do believe that. There are, you know, there are certain 100% truths that cannot be taken away, and we need to. I think we need to recognize that. Absolutely. But I, I believe that the Bible is is the inerrant word of God. It's a literal word of God, and and um, I mean that's it. Period. What, what so, version? Uh, okay, I, I get I get your argument here. No, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I, can, I, I totally understand that. You can, have, you can have this can go even on the Torah. You know what I mean? It goes. You can go beyond, beyond, beyond because there's so much perversion that's happened. Of course, that's why I say like with you think you think about the sea line and how perverted and how corrupted Satan has tried to. Uh, you know, do the ultimate seed, but, you know, as far as, like, with the Word of God, and, you know, it's, there's, from day one, you know, it started right. in the Garden of Eden, and, I, and it started even before then up in heaven. You know I mean? No, I, I, I totally understand that, and I'm not trying to trying to argue with you. I, I, I totally understand no, what no. you're saying. Um, what version, because obviously the New King James Version has got deliberate omissions and and uh, problems, obviously not the Queen James Version Bible. There is such a thing, not the Satanic Bible. Not you know. I, so, what version? That's a great question. Can we get back to um, the most literal Word of God that we can? Certainly, we can. Some people, you know, uh, pick up a Geneva Bible. Do you think you can read it? I mean, you, 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 
the Geneva, for example, the Geneva, Geneva Bible. Bible. Right. Okay, which is, is you know, uh, uh, so I understand your question, and it, 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 but, yeah, I mean, I understand it. I, I, I get what you're asking. However, um, uh, I will look at the King James Version Bible, the standard King James Version Bible, and use that as a standard. Uh, and use a con- uh, an exhaustive concordance, as well as the, the you know the uh, attempt to, to get, get get as far back into the translation of various uh, verbs and, and and other terms in in the Bible. Look, I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. All I know, all I know is is what, I'm I'm an investigator and a researcher. And all I know is the Word of God to me is literal. The Bible is is a, the literal Word of God. But you, you do have to do your own research in terms of uh, the meaning of some of the terms. Uh, so, I mean, you know. And we and I, hear, and I wasn't arguing with you, just so you know. I wasn't arguing with you one bit. And even from what you said the other day, you know, where you said you can't, people can't even have a discussion. You know, and that's what we should be able to do. We should all be able to, like, bounce ideas off each other and share, you know, what we think. There's no... You know, I'm not saying there's no wrong answer, but there's no, you know, as far as discussion-wise and and sharing our opinion, there's no wrong answer because it's what we believe, you know, and then we share truth with one another and with what we believe is truth and then, you know, allow God's Word to, to sort through that. That's all we can do. No, that's right, and I'm sure I'm gonna get emails on on this and saying, "Oh, you know, you're you're a fool," but meaning me, um, you know, but but it's it's. It's not that hard. I mean, we can we can discuss we can discuss issues, the non-salvation issues, like adults and and with intellectual honesty, and we can. Uh, I have no problem with that. I think Pastor Crone talked about that, didn't he? Um, yes. Uh, you know when 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 he was on. So yeah. So I get I get I get that. And, and what 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 gets me, caller, is is not calls like I mean, what gets me are, are these these Christians who. Never have brought, uh, or, or they don't minister. They don't. They, they don't attempt to to raise other people up. All they do is is act as the Christian police and criticize. And, and yeah, you know, <laughs> Satan is a, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So, well, period. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. That's very very true. Michael, good call, sir. Thank you. And, and please, people come look at my YouTube videos and type in, is, does Trump have the Antichrist spirit? Because I'm trying to wake Christians up on this because so many are being led astray just like they were with Obama deception. It's the same thing with Trump. People want a movie star politician and they're not seeing what is, they're not seeing the, the truth behind this as far as what the Word of God says. What's your YouTube channel? Uh, Michael Grace, that's the name of my YouTube channel. But you'll Michael have to Grace. type in, okay. yeah. But um, t- t- as far as just to bring it up, because there's a lot of Michael Graces, I would just type in, "Does Trump have the Antichrist spirit?" and mine should pop up. You know, that's a legitimate question. Just getting back to your original intent here, that, that's a legitimate question because could he, as a matter of fact, be? Uh, don't forget the landscape, geopolitical landscape of pre-war Germany back in the 30s when Hitler came to power. And I'm not making a comparison between Trump and Hitler. Please don't, don't, don't yeah. put me there. But just think about that. Everyone is looking for this, oh, this, uh, this nationalism, this pride. And are we seeing that today? So very good, uh, very good point. 
they're not seeing, I mean, when you, when you break down what he says, I'm like, cause I'm trying to explain to people, all I do is lay and watch this guy day in and day out, word for word, and I have a photographic memory, and I'm hearing this stuff, it, the, the things that he is saying, and I'm like, you just lied, you know, the, you know, two hours ago. You know, and I'm sitting here, you know, looking through all of this and, you know, I'm trying to do everything I can in my pain to put out some of these videos and, and, you know, wake people up to the truth on it. And there was a lady by the name of Angel White. She broke down a, um, a mural, uh, in the Bank of America. And she honestly believes by her research, or his, sorry, as a guy, I keep calling him her, <laughs> by his research, um, that it, it lines up with what Donald Trump, who Donald Trump is. And it's scary, you know, and when you look at everything he is as a whole, and as far as the, the Illuminati stuff and what he throws up and what he says and what he does, he screams the New World Order. That, that's, you know, and I, I don't understand how so many people can't see that, but they are, you know, they're so, I'm just, I don't want to see our brethren fall, you know, because they're, they're getting caught up in this snare and they don't realize that our elections are bought and paid for. We don't have a vote. And they've admitted we don't have a vote. You know, and I heard the last caller, and I'm not trying to criticize anyone, but, you know, I mean, at this point, when you understand everything, it's almost foolishness to think that we have any say because, I mean, we have been so infiltrated that, you know, the new world order is coming, you know, and the... It's here. We need to be really prepared for what is what is headed our way and, and, you know, meet up with brothers and sisters in Christ and create a game plan and really figure this stuff out. You know, sit down on, you know, on a Sunday or whatever and get everything lined up because, man, when it happens, it's going to catch everyone off guard and we're going to, and so many are going to be asleep and we're going to need to be able right. to scream it from the rooftops. Michael, thank you so much for your call, bro. Amen. Thanks, right, Michael. Th you have a good day. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on next to Sean in North Carolina. Sean, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, guys. First-time caller, thank you for taking my call. Sure, man. Absolutely. What's on your mind? Um. Well, these are dark times we live in, so um, I kind of plan to uh, call you guys tonight and jot it down some notes, if you don't mind me reading them off, and then uh, no, go ahead. it'll seem like a mixed bag, and then we can tackle them one at a time. All right. uh, I want to start out with uh, Luke 22, 36 through 38 of the King James Version. It says, Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. And uh, I was thinking about that. And to me, this would be our Second Amendment right given to us straight from Christ himself. And... Uh, Going a little bit further, uh, I get this information from Constitution.org. What the Second Amendment also does is recognize the right, power, and duty of able-bodied persons, originally males but now females also, to organize into militias 
and defend the state. It effectively recognizes that all citizens have military and police powers, and the able-bodied ones, the militia, also have military and police duties, whether exercised in an organized manner or individual in a crisis. Able-bodied is a term of art established by English common law at the time the Constitution was adopted and is the only qualification besides citizenship on what constitutes the militia. While not well-defined in modern terms, it is somewhat broader than just able-bodied. Implicit is also able-minded and virtuous. In other words, persons might be excluded who were physically able to bear arms, but who were mentally and morally defective. Um, I'm going to go a little bit further here. Um, I firmly believe if you do have rights, you must exercise them in order to keep them. They're not just going to stay around, not in this world we live in. Um, as far as this country goes, you wouldn't let an intruder into your home and allow them to keep your door wide open so a multitude of lunatics could come in and slaughter you and your family while they rob you of everything you're worth. And in essence, that's what I see happening in this country with our wide open borders and an intruder that's just going to let people that hate us and do not want us and hate our God in, and that would be our demise. Um, now, what can we do about it? I'm really seeing that the only thing people are really doing about it is talking about it. And I think that's going to have grave consequences because, uh, I mean, doing nothing means they're going to murder your children in the womb. They're going to sell their organs. They will make your country a living, impoverished hell with no jobs, food, or money. Great famines will be brought unto you. There will be nowhere to run, and ultimately they will kill you in the end. If the other mentioned things haven't take, taken you out already, this country right now is the most evil country on the face of this planet. All right, uh, some people are sitting around waiting for the pre-tribulation rapture. Um, this is something personal with me uh, because I just, it, it, it's, to do that, in my opinion, is ultimate self-destruction, as God's Word clearly and simply tells us of only two comings of Christ. And a pre-tribulation rapture would call for three. He's already been here once. He'd have to come again to get you and save you from the catastrophes ahead. And then in the end, he would have to come a third time to throw the Antichrist and Satan into the eternal fire. And lastly, uh, all the people that already have, uh, plenty of people already gave their life for our freedom and liberties, for us just to sit here and do nothing to preserve them. As you're just spitting in those people's faces that have died for what we refuse to act upon. There are things we can do, um, plenty of resources, even Dave Hodges says that our military only requires a 10% awareness needed for a military coup. We can gain so much if we choose to do the right things. 
It might be a physical confrontation that saves us. That might be the only thing that can save us. But everybody here, everybody's children is at risk. Uh, the rewards are great. The spoils would be good. We would even acquire an entire underground city built with our own tax dollars that we are excluded from in order to survive something in the future. But ultimately, I believe sitting here talking about it, doing nothing, watching them take this election from us, it's time. I believe it's time, and we need to get the ball rolling. A group of 20 is not going to do this. And what are your guys' opinions? Because that's what I've got. We need to we, physically fight, and yes, you can do that in a righteous manner, fully backed by God. But I do not think that the Lord condones us sitting here doing nothing. I agree with that. Can we stop the end times from happening? No. Does God want all this to happen to us right now? I think not. Might it be might it be that we're under judgment? Caller, I mean, might it be that this nation is under judgment for not doing anything for the last forty plus years? Might it be that this nation is under judgment and about ready to to, to enter the most chaotic time in its history since well since its founding or, or perhaps the Civil War? Might it be? That uh, you know, only only repentance and uh, only repentance and prayer can uh, create the uh, the environment necessary to, re- to for revival and and for uh, saving of this country. We can't change prophecy, but but could it be that we could perhaps slow it down or slow it down? S- yeah, yeah. So slow it down exactly. Uh, yeah, but if we do nothing, and I agree with you, we cannot not do nothing. We have to do something. We've got to play our positions. We've got to understand what our positions are. We've got to read our own mail. We've got to pray very feverishly about what we need to do. Absolutely. The fight's coming to you. You know, look, the fight is coming to every one of you. Those people who sit back and say, "Bring it on," you got no clue what, what you're asking for. I, in my, in my view. You got no clue. You know, and 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 you know, we, uh, this this country needs a reboot. This government needs a reboot. And in my opinion, it needs to come from a Christian base. Our rights, yes. everything that we have enjoyed, was from founding fathers that had a Christian base. And we have allowed people to come in here and kick our God out and forbid Him in this country. Now, I think we as Americans, we as Christians, we need to kick these intruders out physically. And we need to bring our God back in and keep him in. That's right. And it's, nothing's going to change. There, there, as Steve Quell says, there are no uh, political solutions to spiritual problems. We have a massive spiritual problem. Sean, God bless you, man. Thank you for, for the call. We need Thanks, to do man. stuff. We need to do stuff. We need to do things. We need to pray, but we need to also be not passive but active. We also need a waitress down here. I need some more coffee. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Where's our coffee machine at? We're going to go to Joe next in California. Joe, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks for calling. No problem. Thank you guys for doing your show. Um, quick comment um, or suggestion, and then a quick uh, question for Joe Hagman. The comment is, um, I know we're against Big Pharma, 
Um, but how about Big Pharma for our dogs, right, lady? Um, I have two small dogs, and I've been using organic coconut, a uh, refined coconut oil for flea prevention. They've been using it now about seven to eight months, not one flea. Now, you might want to research a little more on ticks because I know you guys live in Penn. There might be more ticks there, but I, I'm blown away. I went to the vet mm, a month ago. He couldn't believe it. So they're pushing, of course, the harmful uh, flea things that you put on the dog's neck and all this stuff. Those really are never, right? ever, lady, the studio dog relies solely on essential oils and uh, the uh, soaps and, and, and nothing would, no, none of that. Uh, and you clean her fur with your breath. tongue, right? <laughs> I love it. So, so you guys don't use that stuff, you're saying? No, of course not. Or, great. Joe, oh, that's just good. on Joe. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it was news to me, and I was like, I'm just, I researched it, and I said, I'm going to try it. Uh, organic coconut, refined coconut oil it has been working. So just, I just wanted your um, your other audience to know that. And then well, quickly, just a question for, no problem. Just a quick question for Joe, and I can uh, exit the phone if you guys need to open it up. I've heard you allude to a couple times, Joe, about something about, I mean, you've been in another conversation about another topic. You said something about, yeah, well, if the origins of our country are even the way they say. And you said it a couple times, and that, like, hit a red flag with me because, especially with the last couple of callers, everything's been about, you know, the people that, the forefathers and the people that came here. I'm of the belief, especially with D.C. and Parliament and Vatican City being three separate states from the country they're in, if you look at the D.C. flag, there's three stars. I think that they let us win the Revolutionary War so that we would be the labor force or that our ancestors that came here would be the labor force. So I know that's going to freak a lot of people out, but it's just something that's crossed my mind. I didn't know if it's crossed your mind, Joe, because you you said something to that effect, and then you Uh, go on to like another topic. I'm doing some um, investigative work on this, and we're really uh, an old book from George Washington that I read uh, from the 1800s got me started on this a few years back and then having Chris Pinto on and checking out his video The Hidden Faith of the Founding Fathers which is free on YouTube um, I would urge everybody to watch that because I don't think the country was started I, the, the people who came here were Christians the leaders and the reason for the country are not what we were told they were yeah, my I investigation I, so far. I, I agree with mine, mine too, especially with some of them being Freemasons and still having houses back in England. And and the other thing, the, the big, the big, you know, uh, elephant in the room is two hundred years is a short time. It's really like two to three lifetimes if you're healthy. Why are we so friendly now with England, who was our arch enemy over this land? Two hundred years is a, a short amount of time. It's a little too obvious. So I'm I'm, I'm glad you feel that way because I, I had a feeling you did, and I will definitely check out that video you mentioned. Yeah, and let us know what you think, because uh, I think there's a lot of information in there. People would be very surprised to learn. Again, that's the hidden yeah. faith of the Founding Fathers. You can find free on yeah. YouTube by Chris Pinto. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a good good flick. Yeah, I, I think I think too. Once we get to the to the real origin of, I mean, it's one thing to know oh government this that, but then I think and nine eleven and such. But I think once people realize, God, maybe we really were not told what was right even about our country, and even prior to that with bloodlines and things. Uh, I think people are going to really, it's going to really shake their paradigm. You know, it's going to change. So, 
I, I agree. Do we have enough time to really educate everyone? I hope we do. We need to. Folks, understand the connection between royalty, the queen, uh, the city of London, which is different than London proper. Well, go back to Genesis 11. And there read, you go. Read about Three, six, the, where the dukes and royalty really start. And I think if you look at Washington's lineage, there's a place in north, uh, up in Germany called Bohemia, where some of his family resides from. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, uh, uh, Hopefully I'll have more soon, a more comprehensive, uh, uh, even just a short article I can put together to point people in the right direction. But I think, yeah, like you said, we've not only been misled about the intention from the found, founding fathers of this country, I think there's a whole history behind this nation that we are unaware of before the founding fathers. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. how, how deep does the, the rabbit hole go, I guess, is the question. Yeah. <laughs> a rude awakening awaits, a rude awakening. You guys rule. I love you guys. Take take care, okay? God bless, brother. God bless you. You have a great night. Thanks for the call. That was Joe from California. Yep. Yep. We're going to squeak in one more call here before the top of the hour break. Priscilla from Missouri. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. you got about six minutes till the break. Okay. Oh, joy. I'm so glad to talk to you guys. Glad to Are be talked talk to. to you. Well, yeah, we're, we're glad to be talked to. <laughs> Well, I'm down here in southern Missouri, and I want to be a bright spot for y'all. Um, it's just absolutely beautiful here right now. The dogwoods are out, and the redbud trees are out, and uh, it's, the azaleas are out, and it's splendid. So it's a happy time, and we're, we're all up and down and roly-poly. So I went for a really long drive on Monday and went over to see my dock and everything, and it was just wonderful. Just had a lovely time. Um, and so uh, that's the bright spot. And uh, <clears throat> I just want to say for Mike that um, bless his heart, you know, it's hard when you're alone, but I've been alone for a long time, I don't know, 25 years or whatever it is now. But the Lord is good, and he takes care of you no matter what, seriously. I don't care what comes your way. Um, you know, all of us have uh, some pretty heavy loads to carry. I got my own going on right now with the big C, but <clears throat> they diagnosed me a year ago, but I decided I wasn't going to really let it uh, unnerve me, and uh, I just keep uh, keeping myself as clean with my diet as I can, and uh, uh, they insist that I should have the uh, surgery, et cetera. But I went, no, I don't think so. So um, I was diagnosed a year ago next month, and so I think I'm doing pretty good. And um, and then... Um, you know, Priscilla, please contact Ted Brower at Health Masters. I mean, seriously. I did, actually. Yeah, I did. I, I actually talked to his wife, and um, she did uh, encourage me to take black seed oil. But I um, I have a nature path here, and that's another good part of the story. I I I was looking for a nature path because I you know well, when the blood comes, you have to go see the doc. You just have to figure out if you're anemic or whatever and and make sure you're not um, you know have an infection and anyway I was looking for the nature path and some people told me about this person and I went wow I'm, I know that guy and but I had heard that he passed but he hadn't 
and we had been we were friends like thirty five or thirty six years ago, and so uh, we found each other again, and so now he's my doc, and he's keeping me in line, and I'm doing really really good, and um, and the other thing is is I wanted to tell you this great story about the RFID chip. I went to Lowe's to get some, I'll look around for some stuff because i got to do some work on my bathroom. And uh, so I went in there, and I just bought a very few items, but I didn't have very much cash, and so I was going to put it on my credit card. Well, I had punched the little RFID chip out of the card because uh, I don't have a thing, you know, to cover it or whatever, and I don't want it in there anyway. And so... Um, I went up and um, they had taken that card before and just put the numbers in. Um, but the gal was kind of rude to me. And this time, <laughs> this gal yelled out. There was about six people in line and there were all these other people standing around. She went, no, chip. <laughs> That's your badge of honor. That's your badge of honor. No chip. No chip, Priscilla. No chip. <laughs> she said, wow. we, we take these cards with no chips in them. And I said, well, you took them, you know, a week or so ago. She said, but not anymore. We were not allowed to take them without a chip. And I Pretty said, soon? Okay, fine. That's right. And Priscilla, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut, cut into your time, but, but, but you, 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 congratulations. I, I mean, Thank seriously. You. Uh, you, you, these little things that we can do, just like yeah. that, you know, like what can that. we do? L- let's just gum up the works a little bit. Let's not play their game. Priscilla, we got about, about 30 seconds, so go ahead and take us out to the break. So, so anyway, I just said, well, you can have your stuff, you know, and I just left it there and had it out. But um, they're doing that now. And uh, I bless you guys. I thank you so much. I've been listening to you a very long time. And so uh, you all take care. God bless, God bless you. you. So, and we're we'll gonna be praying for you. Gonna be praying for you for your recovery. You have a great night, I'm, Priscilla. I'm good. Okay. Right. Bye bye. Thank you. We'll be right back with your calls for our third and final hour on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood.
Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. It is a wild and wacky open lines Wednesday. All right. Uh, glad to take your calls. Our number is unlisted. We ain't giving it to you. You got to find it in order to call. But really, no, it's, uh, uh, folks, it's on the screen. It's, uh, 844-769-2944. Right. A couple of announcements before we get back to the, uh, phone calls. Uh, folks, thank you. Uh, I do have, still have remaining copies of, of my book, Staying by Blood, here at the office that uh, were actually mistakenly shipped to me. So that was kind of an interesting, I tracked that down. It was really an interesting thing how that happened. But anyway, if you want a copy, go to stainbyblood.com. I will uh, uh, sign it for you, personalize it for you. Instructions on the right-hand side of stainbyblood.com. It's on the right-hand side. And um, it'll tell you how to do it. Also, I, I'm told, and I found the link on Amazon, that the Kindle version is now available. But you're going to have to look for it, or just go to stainbyblood.com and click on the link to right underneath the um, uh, where, where it says you can buy a personalized edition is a link to the Kindle edition. And um, that's pretty cool. So there you have that. And I want to thank you. And, and if you've if you've read the book and, and if you if you want to put up an honest review at Amazon, that's always encouraged. An honest review. Um, that's that's so so. Thank you, thank you for all of that. Also, New Jerusalem CD from Joe Charles. Man, I am so excited about that. That's coming out next week. What a fantastic. Uh, what a talented man Joe Charles is. People ask, who does your bumpers, who do the music and such? It's Joe Charles. So he's got a new new CD coming out called New Jerusalem. Very excited about it. Watch. Well, if you go to our YouTube channel, there's a link to Joe Charles there. We're going to more about that as the time progresses. Steve Quayle, guest on Friday. It's going to be a fantastic show. The first hour is going to be dedicated to um, methods of preparation given the hostile environment out there in America and, and all throughout the West. Second hour is Ross Powell is going to be on. And the third hour is going to be um, uh, your questions by way of email studio at hagmanandhagman.com So if you have any in discussion, so if you have any questions for Steve Quayle Friday, he's going to be on the third hour, he's going to be taking your questions, primarily about preparation. Now, that doesn't mean how do you can bacon. How okay. do you can bacon? I don't know. You cook it first? Yeah, I think you have to catch the, <laughs> the, the pig first, right? I'm just kidding. But anyway. As long as they're not from Fukushima. Right? And that brings us right here. Look, radioactive wild boars, they're breeding like rabbits by the... And overwhelming the Fukushima nuclear disaster zone. Do they go on the dirt? Have you ever seen a, a wild boar up close and personal? Let me tell you no. something. Those, I, you know, I'm I mistakenly, I, I, mist- <laughs> I looked at a wild, I looked at a wild boar in the face one time and I thought I was looking at uh, one of my critics. Um, but then, and then I realized, oh, that's a wild boar. Um, what, no laughter? That didn't, that, that fell empty, didn't it? Okay. Anyway, 
seriously, uh, radioactive wild boars at Fukushima breeding like rabbits, overwhelming that area. Think about this, the boar population. And, and if you've ever seen a boar, they are ugly creatures, and, and <laughs> they mean business, too. If, if, yeah, they're angry. You know. Yeah, they they got. You think I? You think I got a bad disposition? Yeah, see a wild boar. I mean, they're never happy. Okay, um, especially they hate it when you wrestle with them. Well, actually, they like it because I don't know. They make just, a meal out of you. You know, yeah, you wrestle with a. And that's why you never wrestle with a pig because um, you both get money, and the pig actually likes it. So, anyway. Uh, but seriously, since the disaster, the, the, what happened at Fukushima back in 2011, the boars in the area have doubled in number and become more aggressive and become radioactive. Where you can't make this stuff up as in the days of Noah. Are we there? I think we are. Um, it's 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 horrible. And then when I was talking, I was on uh, the Common Sense Show, or the Common Sense Show. I was on um, Ted Brower's program today from three to four, and we were talking about uh, Fukushima. Actually, why didn't, for example, you know, why is it still? Why was nothing ever done about it? I mean, to the extent where it could have been, where all the nations could have gotten together under the United Nations and done something about it. At least tried, and there, there's no attempt to. You know, b- b- look, Bush was is excoriated constantly for his handling of Katrina. How many people, especially in the progressive Marxist, uh, uh, Fabian socialist left, are taking Obama to task, honestly, over Fukushima for not being a leader in that? And I well, get it; know, it's in Japan. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I understand it's not a domestic issue, but you tell that to but the people a, of, of it Washington. It is a domestic issue. Yeah, of course it is. It's a world. It's a global issue. So do they know something we don't? I don't want to take the time away from our callers. And our job, whereas Rush Limbaugh says it's a caller's job to make the host look good, our job is to make the callers look good. But we don't have to because we've got the smartest callers in the world. So go ahead. All right. We're going to go to Charles in Florida. Charles, Nathaniel, Evan, Gary, Christopher, then Cindy. Starting with Charles in Florida, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. What's on your mind tonight? Hey. Hey, Doug and Joe. It's really good to be on with you guys. I'm a first-time caller. Well, thank great you. Great to have you. It's great to, yeah. Glad you called. Um, me, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm actually kind of calling on my mom's behalf. Um, I have uh, a couple of brief questions I'll run by you. Um, but uh, one of the... Uh, uh, she's hard of hearing. So um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is actually about one of the guests that you guys have had on, um, uh, Anthony Patch particularly. Um, this is her question now. Uh, she She's curious. Um, uh, Mr. Patch talks about uh, basically um, CERN being used as a device to open up a portal and uh yes. you know all this all this stuff he he really he really gets into it and um I don't particularly follow him all that closely um though so I think I think he's probably a good guy but um why her question was um why would CERN need to uh be opening up a portal if these demonic entities can already um come into come into our our dimension or realm or wh- whatever you'd call it That's a, a great question and I do not have the answer to that, but I can speculate as to why. Um, you know, we read in the Bible in the account of Genesis where they're building the Tower of Babel, where they're oh, trying, 
yeah, where they're trying to uh, build a gateway into heaven, and the Lord comes down and confounds their language and spreads them across the globe. And it says in there that they continued in their efforts to build the tower. Now, is CERN some kind of interdimensional portal, or is it the key to opening up the abyss on the world? We know in the book of Revelation it says that Satan is cast down onto earth and is uh, very angry and knows that he has but a short time. Uh, and, and that's a good question, you know. My speculation would be, do they need a, a man-made portal? I don't know, but when you look at things like the Newark earthworks and the different Nephilim mounds that we find in um, in Ohio and throughout the Midwest that we uh, went to a conference with Russ Dizdar last October, I believe, or two a year ago, October, on these mounds. And there has been throughout human history, from the Mayans in in Mexico to the Incans to the Egyptians, that have these archaeological structures that seem to have these gateways or portals now whether they are something that is needed or maybe something that is helpful to these demonic entities to enter the realm of earth I'm not sure I, I, if I can throw my two cents in there I believe please, please. yeah uh, not okay during World War II the Nazis their occult program and Steve addresses this partially in Empire Beneath the Ice uh, they 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 were developing these uh, portals as well. And a movie that I was never able to watch all through. Um, in fact, I think Russ Dizdor or Steve Quayle, I can't remember who it was, said watch just the first five minutes of Hellboy and to understand her first 15 minutes or whatever it was uh, to understand what happened during the Nazis uh, uh, period of time or uh, during the Nazi occult stuff. But I believe CERN is to bring in or to really to bring in um, the uh, demo, uh, demonic and demonic entities, and I, and I think it's it's why do they need it? I think it's it sounds as weird as this might sound. I think it's a matter of expedience and convenience, and I, I don't. I mean, that's just my opinion. Okay, so I don't know if that answered your question. No, no, that's uh, that's great. Um, so my next question was going to be, and uh, uh, my mom was the one that actually found the article. I believe it was on um, World News Daily, uh, but it was about the uh, <laughs> the uh, Baalbek uh, or the Baal uh, Temple Arch, I guess, that's going up in uh, London and New York. And <clears throat> personally, um, I don't I don't hate anyone, but I really dislike. Uh, I dislike the the radical Islamic movement, um, particularly ISIS. I think that they're barbaric. I think that they're despicable, and I think that um, what they're doing is just it's horrific. Um, those are things that will keep you up at night. I think that if you're a convicted Christian, but um, so my my they went in uh, wherever I guess this original temple was, and they they destroyed the uh, they they destroyed it. Um, which probably isn't all all bad considering what it was probably used for. But, I mean, on the other hand, um, and I, I try not to stray too far on the side of intellectualism, but um, it, was a, it, was a, it was an archaeological piece. Um, so to see something like that two, three, four thousand years old, however um, old, destroyed is just really terrible. But um, why do you think, I didn't realize there were going to be a permanent fixture in New York and London. Why, why do you think they are, uh, what, what's the significance of that? What's the spiritual implications of that? Them p- 
putting this this uh, this bow temple arch in uh, such a large city like New York and to London. Well, the destruction the of the... Is it going to be a portal, I guess? Yes. Just one word answer for me, yes. Joe? Yeah, and I don't know about the portal aspect of it, but it definitely is setting up... Uh, it was destroyed in Syria, yet they feel the need to, you know, to set these up here in, in New York and Los Angeles, and, and there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, set up across the, the earth. And this is a uh, worship to a god where they would sacrifice their children to, to Moloch, to Baal. It's one of the, the most evil deities in the Bible. And uh, it just speaks further to the, the moral bankruptcy of our country. And they're doing this for the uh, deity or small-g god worship, idol worship in this country. This is bringing Nimrod back. I mean, the Antichrist, paving the way to the Antichrist. And there is more, on my view, these these are... Could it be? Could it be more to these gateways that are being constructed than we're being told? Absolutely, I believe. I believe that that to be the case. Mankind is now entering into a period known in the Bible as the last days, and you, you've you've read the description of what the last days are. I will say that the last days will be filled with um, strange, odd Noah-like um, giants. We're also seeing the transhumanistic aspect of it. You can't. No one can deny the um, the transhumanism and the artificial intelligence. And, and you know, Billy Crone, Pastor Billy Crone, fantastic show. I mean, look and, and at Dallas when he showed all of the um, the creatures or the the the, uh, the man. Um, what would you call them? Monsters, basically. This is this is what's coming to this to, to, to globally here, and you know what? Most people are not going to be able to handle what they're seeing, or they're going to be so deluded and so moved to the other side that they're going to um, be a part of it, I suppose. And and people might laugh and say, "Oh, you're just being an idiot, Doug. It's hyperbole." Well, boy, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Do you think that these? These uh, these gates are going up. It, it sounds like you, you mentioned one in Los Angeles. I, I had only heard of the one in London and New York. So it sounds like these are these are going to be going up in in many many big cities. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they they they've announced what New York and uh, San Francisco or Los Angeles or London, New York and London. But what they haven't, I, I, there's not been a, a lot of press. It, it's my understanding from research. If you go back to the initial um, destruction, and then right after that, there was there was a there was an article that I've been looking for. And I think it was out of the uh, either the Mirror or the the uh, Daily Mail. I'm not sure which one overseas, where they were planning. When I say they, I'm talking about the the, the uh, so-called architects behind this uh, were planning on up to a uh, hundred locations worldwide, um, if not. The majority of those here in the United, or many of those here in the United States. So why, why, why? If you were going to just simply rebuild the ruins of the Temple of, of Baal in, in Syria, you would just do it in in one architect, architectural uh, thrust, one location, rebuild it where it's destroyed, or in a museum somewhere. You wouldn't actually take it to Times Square. So as an investigator, I'm looking at this and saying, why, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like when I said, I don't mean to stray 
too far on the side of intellectualism or, or, or get caught up because obviously Bao, like like mentioned, it was by far one of the most um, detestable uh, uh, little G gods in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so um, absolutely, uh, I, that was kind of my sentiment too. Is if they are going to uh, replicate this um, for, I, I guess, the sake of preservation, just because it was. Uh, an archaeological monument um, that was destroyed. Then why not? Why not do it in a museum? Why not do it in uh, a respective place that that you know uh, would be far more suited to something like that, where people could come and I guess appreciate the uh, the archaeology behind it. Um, one of my uh, last questions was going to be um, in, in the month of April. I know that as you guys were mentioning, and it's funny, me and my brother actually. Um, aren't on speaking terms right now. Um, he's pretty worldly. He uh, he unfortunately has gotten caught up in a lot of fleshly things. Um, bodybuilding, uh, for starters, is one, and then steroids, really bad. And I think that it's uh, dramatically affected his attitude towards um, and his outlook on everything, um, but especially God. And uh, he's grown to be very arrogant. And um, he's he's marrying somebody that is. Also not a believer, um, though he isn't now um, for the vast majority of his life. He was, and if he ever does come back to God, he'd be unequally yoked, which is, you know, kind of a, um, a disturbing thought, too. But um, the, the month of April, my brother's getting married on the uh, 19th, and that was exactly my thought when I thought of April 20th, April 19th, I, I think of Hitler's birthday, I think of Columbine, I think of the Boston Marathon bombing, I think of Virginia Tech, I think of all these horrible uh, atrocities, all bloodshed related that have taken place. What is the significance of those, uh, I don't know, week, two weeks in April? It seems like there's just such concentrated... Satanic high holidays. Satanic high holidays. They? Yes, oh yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Beltane. May Day. <clears throat> Joe. I mean. No, you're right. You know. I mean, I mean, simple so as that. Wow. That's. It. So, do you think that it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of oministic that he's, he's getting married in such a particularly bad, bad time, I guess? No, I don't, no. I don't think so. No, you know he's not. He's not a pagan. He's not. I mean, right? I mean, he's not. He's not worshiping uh, a false god. He's not getting married. We'll say on on for the purposes of getting right. married on that day. Right. Yeah. Right. No. I, no. Because we all have to live our lives. Dates happen. It's only. I mean, time happens. Dates happen. Um, however, if if he is doing it with a specific purpose in mind to honor, we'll say, um, you know, the god of of. Uh, uh, to, to honor a pagan god, well, yeah, there's a problem there. But no, I mean, I wouldn't worry about it otherwise, elsewise. Okay, good, good, definitely good answers. Um, my last, I guess, my last question was going to be, um, and it's kind of a point of contention, I, I guess, for me and my mom is, um, I, I, I love music, um, and I think that, uh, like math, it, it was probably one of the, the the languages that maybe you know God himself even loved most. Um, and in particular, I, I love uh, playing guitar, and I play a, a lot of uh, heavier music. And um, it, she's she's made the argument. I, I try to stay away from listening to secular music of any kind, just because I realize um, how how utterly laden it is. Um, 
with just a lot of really bad stuff. Um, and, and people people can argue that, but I, I really don't think that there's any good place for secular music. But as far as the instrumental work um, in a lot of secular music, I, I really appreciate. Um, do you think it's it's bad to to I guess her argument is certain tones and certain sounds and, and pitches, I guess, are are demonic. And I, I guess I don't really feel all that convicted or, or feel all that bad about playing uh, a, a distorted or even heavily distorted guitar. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I get how sure. lyrics can be evil. I, I get how lyrics can be, can, can be all of those things. I, I don't necessarily, I guess, get... Well, frequencies, yeah, frequencies do have um, uh, effects in our physical world. Frequencies can change matter. They can change moods. They can change perceptions. They can. Uh, Michael Terrell of Holtones.com, um, you know, found back to the biblical music of King David, right. uh, the this, the the proper tone. That music was was intended to be played at, but yes, frequencies um, can affect uh, specifically matter and water to a great degree, and we're made up of a majority of water, so frequencies can affect us. And yes, there are negative frequencies out there. This is why we have sound weapons that the U.S. military have been using and continue to use for a number of different reasons, from crowd dispersal to mood changing. Wow. So you think that there definitely can be, um, I, I guess, demonic... They, uh, they can kill you with, with frequencies, yes. And, and, and uh, Yes, there's the demonic uh, frequencies or frequencies that, that are associated with the demonic as well as with godly frequencies. And that, that's a clumsy way of saying that, uh, um, you know, there, there's good and evil in, in, in this. And, and you know, for example, whole tons, as Joe mentioned, uh, Michael Terrell identified the frequencies of... Of the Bible, and and don't forget, I mean, we are are beings of frequency, being spoken into existence by by Almighty God, the God of the Bible. So, anyway, yeah. Thank you guys so much for um, having me on. Uh, the last thing I was going to run run by both of you is my mom is actually traveling on the nineteenth. Um, my mom and and my uh, six year old son um, is traveling on the nineteenth. Uh, to um, go to Philadelphia, actually, right, right, uh, not far from you guys, I, I suppose, um, to attend this wedding. Um, do you think that it, it's safe to travel? And if not, um, please, they, they've reserved their tickets and hotel and everything. Um, pray, pray for my mom and uh, pray for my brother that that he he comes back to Christ and that um, that he finds his calling. Absolutely. And uh, aside from some kind of uh, new threat that the government would come out and say is, is there, I don't think there's any reason why you would have to worry about those tr days for travel. And, uh, Charles, thank you for calling. We will keep you in your prayers, and we will keep your brother in our prayers that uh, he does yep. come back to um, Amen. To his beliefs. Thank you for the call. You have a good night. Yeah, before you... Sorry about that. We cut you off. But anyway, uh, just understand real quick here, uh, Beltane, leading up to Beltane, a 13-day period of time that has a very special occult significance. It's something that um, you need to understand. Okay, April 19th is, is a satanic holy day. It requires, and April 19th does require. And it, 
once more, please understand, this is for those who believe in the occult. This is not, this is not the belief of you and I as Christians or you and I as sane, rational people. This is the belief system of those people who are worshiping at the altar of, of, of Nimrod, at the altar of this, this God. They believe that April 19th is a satanic holy day requiring sacrifice by fire, which goes back to the Waco situation, goes back to Oklahoma City and such. But most, preferably involving the sacrifice of children and if possible multiple children look at Oklahoma City look at Waco and uh, in the occult again uh, Mm -hmm. April 19th begins the second highest holy day called Beltane April 19th through May 1st so next up Nathaniel in New York Nathaniel welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report thank you for having me Uh, first of all God bless you uh, I really appreciate your program. I learned a lot. But uh, I have a request, if it's possible. Um, you think you, you can have a show where you can talk about prepping and all those things and what are the products that we can purchase that will be the proper things to buy, not go crazy. Because on YouTube, they have, there's a lot of ideas, but there's nothing that we can really hone on uh, properly. Maybe Friday. Uh, proper, Friday. proper one word and things like that. One word, Friday. You got to listen on Friday because Steve Quayle is going to talk about that. Because prepping right now is see when when we were prepping for Y two K or anyone who is prepping for Y two K. I remember and, and folks, I actually went out. I bought twelve one gallon jugs of water. I bought. I think maybe 20 cans of soup and assorted uh, other items and put them in my, my pantry. And I thought to myself, man, I'm ready. I'm serious. I, and, you know, I laugh now and like you did, I'm thinking to myself, how deluded was I back then? And perhaps still am, but that's beside the point. But, um, prepping has changed. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a, you got a great question there. Well, we're going to devote okay. the entire show on Friday to, to exactly your topic. And we awesome. can try to bring on other guests, too, to, to have more specific aspects of prepping talked about. Awesome. And, and one general uh, thing that I would like to ask the general population of believers, wouldn't you think that it will be best that one day uh, we can have a set date that everyone can come out of their houses, out of the churches, and preach the gospel. Wouldn't that be a, 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 a wouldn't that give an impact where um, we can really do something positive? That's an interesting I, I, idea. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's all. I just, I just wanted to uh, ask about those two things, and and again, I just want to thank you, and uh, God bless you, and I'll be praying, I'll be praying for both of you, and for the show. Thank you, thank, thank you, so you for a great call, great call, Nathaniel. In, in all, God I'm, bless you, Nathaniel. Have a good idea. night. God bless you. Good night. I mean, I know arguably we should be doing that every day, but what a great idea he had, right? <laughs> I mean, to me, absolutely, yeah. Um, okay. And it's something that would have to be organized on a local level, each, uh, you know, local municipality, get together with, you know, people who you fellowship with and, and, uh, go out and evangelize. Absolutely. Um, let's 
continue on with our calls. Evan in Washington State, thank you for holding. We're coming to you as soon as my computer agrees with me here. We're actually having network problems here on our end. What's going on? Yeah, so bear with us. Um, I, I don't know. We're going to try to bring Evan on here. Yeah, if you can do it, Eric. Go ahead. Network is giving us uh All right, Evan, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, Greetings, um, and and good evening. Um, Good evening. Am I on? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, Well, I just wanted to say I really appreciate everything you've done, and the last time I talked with you was, uh, I believe, the night that LaVoy Finnegan was assassinated, and Uh, how much stuff has transpired since since then. And uh, it seems every day we're throwing another batch full of stuff that we have to stand tall, stand straight, and look forward and keep our eye on the path. And I would ask you, both of you tonight, at the end of your show, after you go off the air, that you turn to each other and look each other in the eye and and tell each other that, you know, you you love each other because... I truly believe that we know how this started in Genesis and we know how it ended in Revelations, but I think we're coming upon times, uh, particularly like Luke 16 and leading into Luke 16, coming out of Luke 15, 21, 21, 16. It's, uh, you know, for, for I will give you utterances and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. But you will be betrayed by your parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will have you put, some of you put to death. And in you will live, will be hated, all because of my name. And the work that you're doing right now requires you to stand tall and requires you guys are so blessed a father and son team that are sitting side by side I I, I think of listening to Hawk and you guys are truly the, the Fandango Rangers that, that Hawk speaks of as you you know you ride into this battle that we have but you know in the times we're in right now there's going to come a time that we're just going to end up preaching to the choir because the others are going to be lost and uh, they're going to be there to betray us and, and bring us down. But, you know, if we live in the Word every day and we, we do the right thing and we live by the golden rule and we live by the Word, then we can truly stay on the path because we're going to be in times they're going to be trying to draw us off the path. Um, another thing I'd like to say is that we are living in times that I don't even think we realize what's going on. And I'll give you an example. There's a U.S. code that's been on the books for years, and it's 42666. Now, this is not by coincidence. This is by design. This is a U.S. law that every person out there is fallen under both 
wittingly or unwittingly, and when I say wittingly, it's because a lot of people refuse to open their eyes. And when you go all the way down to Section 13 in there, it says the recording of Social Security numbers in certain family matters, proceedings regarding that Social Security numbers of any applicant for a professional license, a driver's license, any form of occupation license, a recreation license or a marriage license shall be recorded on the application. Now, that this falls under a section 666 in the U.S. Code shows that we are up against a program, a system that is moving forward whether we believe it or not. It says like something off an animal planet where a snake is eating something and you know, it's instead of taking its head first, it's taking its feet first, and we're being devoured over and over again. And, you know, history has a, just this tendency of repeating itself. And I go back and I think about, you know, this thing that's going on with these Muslim invaders. And people, you know, they say, oh, well, this is just this modern us meddling or this and that. This goes back to, started in 1801 in modern recorded history and went on through 1805. This was a plague that was a plague upon Thomas Jefferson. And the only country in the world that stood with us at the time was Sweden. And Sweden was the very first country that they allowed the the hordes to come into unchecked and Sweden has just been ravished by this and the people you know have to remember you know the the Marine Corps hymn the halls of Montezuma Suma you know they were called leathernecks for a reason because they wore a yep. leather band around their neck because they didn't want their heads chopped off by the by the uh, Muslim. The hordes that were going on. So we're in times right now that whether we realize it or not, we must take comfort in our families, we must take comfort in our God, and we must take comfort in the truth. And we're, we're at that time right now. We already know how all this is going to end in Revelations. And we know how, going back to the whole tones you mentioned, and he spoke the earth into existence. That's how we started with a tone, a, 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 a word, I am that I am, I believe is what people said, you know, God may have uttered at the time, I am that I am. And, you know, that's why I say to you guys tonight, when please, when you go off the show tonight, you guys do such great work, if you could please just for one minute look at each other and just say to each other, I appreciate you, I love you, and I'm there with you. Because you, you guys are truly Fandango Rangers, as Hawk says. You are <laughs> the watchman on the wall. But we are in that time right now that we can't debate the, the definition of is-is. What we know right now is there is good and there is evil. There is nothing else. There is no gray area there, sir. No, you are exactly right, and thank you for your your, your kind um, and very, very uh, to, to me have a very humbling description of us. But you know, we, we do appreciate each other, and, and we we've, we're so blessed to have the platform that we have. And you know what? We realize too something that that we're given this opportunity to 
to bring the truth out to people. And as, as trite as this might sound, that we realize that it could be taken away from us if we are not, uh, if we squander the opportunity or if we mess up uh, too badly or if we uh, stray from our, our intended cause. God can pull the plug on us a lot quicker than man can. So, and you know, you're it, you're here at this moment in time. You're here at this moment in time because you're supposed to be here at this moment in time. And you know your actions, your deeds, how you move forward. I mean, we've watched you guys grow without physically seeing you. You know, it's almost like, um, can you see what I hear? You know, we have watched you grow over the years through your programs and, and, and how, how you've moved forward. You know, people call in, I could start, you know, my phone call, oh, greetings from, you know, FEMA Region 10, you know, and uh, I, you know, I send you, you know, empathy and solidarity. You know, and these are all great things to say, but truly we must feel in our heart of hearts the heart of our souls that we're doing the right thing and I truly believe you guys are doing the right thing and I just think you're so blessed of father and son riding this mission together you know that's very few very few fathers and sons throughout history you Hagmans you Fandango Rangers very few (laughs) and there you are riding this journey together. I say God bless you, and I say keep up the good work, and good evening, and thank you very much for taking my call. God bless you. Thank you. Evan, thank you so much for the call. Uh, We appreciate it very much, and God bless you, and you have a great evening. Thanks for calling. Mm. Yeah, what a great call. Up next, Gary in Michigan. You're live on the air, Gary. What's on your mind? Hello, Doug and Joe. Do you hear me? We, uh, yes, sir, five by five. Okay, great. Well, <clears throat> first of all, God bless you guys for all that you do. Um, long-time listener at uh, expense of <clears throat> being a <clears throat> caller that's repeating something that you've heard hundreds of times before. <clears throat> um, I feel humbled by following the previous callers because they were so eloquent and all of that they had uh, transmitted to you <clears throat> but I, the main reason for my call is to uh, suggest some because basically I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a truth seeker just like you guys are um, I don't buy all the BS that we're seeing on the news every day and the papers and everything else so I have been a truth seeker and I would like to suggest to you Doug and Joe uh, because you have such a prominent position in uh, the people like myself that are trying to seek the truth uh, some future um, people on your call and I guess uh, number one would be Chris Ann Hall. And I'm sure you guys have probably heard of Chris Ann Hall, but she's one of my heroes. Uh, she was on, uh, 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 Gary, she was on with us for a half hour <coughs> last week. I think it was before. the week before last. And oh, great. Yeah, yeah she, she's, a, she's a doll. She's a great lady, and she's busy as heck. 
And I'm sorry because I don't get to listen every night because kind of life gets in the way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but, I hear you. Another one that's really, excuse me, <clears throat> well, you probably know that Merrill um, Haggard died today. I saw that, yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and there's um, the rumor of the um, chemtrail flu. Have you heard about that? No. Uh, well, I yeah, I mean, well, go on. Okay. Well, that's just something to look into. And the other, um, one of the other heroes in my list of um, truth seekers is Larry Arn. He's the president of Hillsdale College. Oh, yeah. They have several um, free courses. Of course, they would accept donations along the way. But um, I took their uh, Constitution course uh, two years ago. I took the course from Hillsdale College, the uh, online Constitution course. It was, uh, I think, it was ten weeks. Yes, it is. <clears throat> very, very in-depth and uh, very efficient, uh, whatever. Um, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it's great. It's, uh, Hillsdale College Online has got some great courses and relevant to today. Yeah, it's, it's great. <clears throat> the other thing, uh, uh, Mark Baker, uh, Green Acres Farm in Michigan, have you heard about them? No. Joe, have you? Uh, wow. <laughs> Just key that in. Uh, Mark Baker, Greenacre Farms, Michigan. Um, the um, Michigan DEQ, Department of Environmental Quality, is trying to get him to um, kill all his pigs because they are... Um, in fact, you had said something earlier about... Um, um, the wild boars? Wild boars, yes. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> what a travesty. The state of Michigan is trying against Mark Baker. Um, they've said that you might have uh, um, <clears throat> boars that are illegal if they have a curly tail or if they have a straight tail. This is straight out of the uh, Department of <clears throat> Environmental Quality in Michigan. So, hmm. Anyway, I wanted to run all these things by you. I really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, God bless you. And... Um, I'll continue to listen. Thank God you. God bless you, Gary. God Thank you, you so much for the call. We're going to move right. on. You have a great night, and uh, we'll check out some of the things that you that you mentioned tonight. Have a great night. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to move on to. We have Christopher in PA and Cindy in Louisiana, and those are the last two calls of the evening. We have about eleven minutes left, so about five minutes each. Christopher, PA, we'll start with you. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey guys. Hey. How's it going? Not too bad. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Sure. What's on your mind? Well, I got, um, I got a uh, survey from my daughter's doctor today, um, that alarmed me. And, uh, I wanted to talk about that, but real quick, if I could, um, my friend Steve, he, uh, he's got some uh, pretty serious cancer that came back. And uh, I just want to put a, a prayer request out for him. Sure. Okay. Sure. Steve. Um, right. And uh, he, he's fighting a good fight, and uh, um, I've been uh, with him the whole time, and we're trying to get through everything. So, um, 
Uh, real quick, if we could, um, uh, I got this survey from my daughter's doctor. Um, it's on an 11 by 16 piece of paper, which I don't think is a standard printer size, uh, but it's asking ridiculous questions. Um, and I knew that doctors are asking questions um, with the Affordable Care Act, but um, this has taken it to a new level, I think. Is your daughter, uh, obviously we're talking about a minor child here, under 18? Yeah. No, no, right. she's 14. Um, okay. And it's it's just an intake uh, survey, and basically um, they go through the basic medical history, and that's about half of the survey. The second half of the survey asks kind of intrusive questions and nothing that relates to health issues. So, um, can, you, you can you give us an example? I mean... Can you, can you give us an well, example uh, question? Even if it's from well, memory. For, for example, okay, the first section is basic medical questions, background history. The second section is um, family diseases, neurological conditions, psychological conditions. The third section relates to diet, which the questions are a little bit intrusive, but um, you could kind of justify it. Sure. Uh, the fourth section... Um, it goes into exercise and physical activity. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. How about sexual into, habits? Uh, uh, you know, being a minor female, sexual habits. Oh, oh, it, we're we're not even at that yet, John. Doug. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, physical activity, frequency of activity, duration, tobacco status, smoking packs per day, smoking history, smoking quit status. Counseling given, intake, uh, alcohol intake, counseling given, and substance use. Then somehow in that same section they go to faith, tradition, religion. Oh. Wow. And after that you have special faith needs. You have vehicle safety, which includes seatbelt use, home use, uh, drive intoxicated or ride with intoxicated driver. You have home safety which includes water heater temperature, working smoke detector, fire extinguisher in home, carbon monoxide detector in home, firearms in home, firearms unloaded and unlocked. Then you have personal safety, victim of physical abuse, victim of sexual abuse, victim of emotional abuse. Is, is this a family doctor or is this a clinic of some kind? Or uh, uh, please, I'm not. This is this to... is my local local hospital. They're they're now affiliated. The the practice used to be separate. Now they're affiliated with the local hospital. So, okay, it's a very similar to what what we have here, and what my family has. Our doctors affiliated with it with this hospital system. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. Holy moly! All right. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. She had an appointment today. Um, actually, I got the survey. I found out about the survey yesterday, and uh, I just canceled the appointment because, yeah, why would we answer all these questions that have nothing to do with her health history? Yeah, and that's a, um, uh, Christopher, that's a great example uh, for many people out there to know what they're going to be facing when going to doctor's offices here in the near future. And this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as information they want. And not only do they want this for 
personal uh, information and habit behavior uh, filings, but they want it to be able to also sell the information to relevant advertisement and uh, other corporations who would have an interest in information like that. Exactly. It's it's just ridiculous. Why would they even go that that way? I don't understand it. Subjugation and the enforcement will be the bank account by mm-hmm. the IRS. Mm. All right. Yeah, they've incorporated in the health uh, behavior modification in order to, in their words, lessen the cost of health care. But it is com- about complete control, not about the cost of health care. Christopher, we got to get to Cindy in the last few minutes of the show. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we let you go? No, just put put pressure out to my friend uh, Steve. Steve. And uh, you guys uh, move along. Thank you. Thank you. All right. God bless you, buddy. Thanks for the call and the in- information, Christopher. Have a great night. All right. We're going to move on to Cindy. Cindy, you're the last caller of the Can evening from Louisiana. Welcome yes. to the Hagman and Hagman Hello. Report. Hello. Hello, Doug. Hello, Joe. Right. Um, I'm kind of nervous, so please put up with me, and I'm going to try no, to make this fast. It's just us. It's a pleasure being on your show and being able to have a voice that goes out way beyond even our country, Canada, our, our brothers in Canada, and all of all of the people everywhere. Um, so many things that I wanted to talk about were already covered today by previous speakers that called in. Uh, it's like we kind of all have our minds on the same things, don't you think? Sounds like uh, it. For instance, even the the wild hog thing in Fukushima, I just read an article last night about how we're having a wild hog problem in Louisiana, Texas, and, and California, and quite a few states. They're getting out of control. And yeah. get this. This is something everyone needs to listen to. Uh, the sodium nitrites that are put in our bacon, our breakfast sausage, our wieners, and our pork, you know, pork products, our luncheon meats of all kinds, sodium nitrites. Well, yes. they've come up with this little thing to feed the hogs that has sodium nitrite in it, and uh, it's bait, and it kills them quickly, quickly. Cindy. If I could, when I went to when when Ted Brewer took me and my wife out to lunch in Florida two years ago, we uh-huh. went to one restaurant and we walked in and he went up and asked the waiter. He says, "Do your meats contain sodium nitrites?" When they said yes, yes I, he said, "This food is garbage," and we walked out. And we that's went and found another restaurant. Say, Joe, wait till Ted Brower. He's going to talk about this pretty soon because I listen to him too. And uh, I wanted to tell y'all, I watched. Uh, the here, you know, the Watchman Conference online, mm-hmm. and I, I felt when I saw y'all and John B. and Sheila and and uh, Pastor Langsford and um, L.A., it was just like seeing family. Uh, I know to a bunch of people that are patriots that y'all are our family, and. Um, it was it was just wonderful. But anyway, what I really want to address, and I know time's running out, it's short. John B. Wells last night had a wonderful man on his program. He went by the name of Mr. Judge Darby. Okay. And if I may, can I get his website out for everybody? Sure. It's called the Four dot com, but it's shortened. It's a number four, a, 
uh, hyphen CD for for a corners doctrine dot com, and he talks about what happened to our Constitution back in 1870. Things that we wouldn't know from studying history, because I'm a history teacher and an English teacher. I mean, I'm, I've got BAs in it, and things that we were never told the truth about what happened to our Constitution. And he also suggested two books to find out more about it. Could I get those two books out real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one he mentioned was Consent of the Governed. Consent of the Governed by Jason Hoyt. I guess it's H-O-I-T. Okay. H-O-U-G-H-T. And the second one is You Know Something Is Wrong When, and that's the name of it, by Anna Marie Witzinger. Witzinger. Governed by consent, uh, and you know something's wrong of when. Governed, consent, oh, consent of, of the governed. governed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's Jason Hoyt. And you know something is wrong when, by a lady, Anna Marie Whit Whit Singer. Whit Singer. However, that's spelled W I T T S I N G E R. I'm guessing. Well, thank you, Cindy. But, uh, we everyone uh, needs to. Uh, he would. This Mr. Judge Darby talked to John B., and uh, he has a lot to say about what happened to our Constitution and explains why they are getting away with all this stuff they're putting on us. We thank are you so much, Cindy. Cindy, we're, we're, we're at the end of the program. About a time. Okay, but thank so you much. for your call and for your information. God bless you. You have a great night. And we will talk to John B. Tomorrow, Bill Salas will be our guest. His new book, Prophecy Now. Don't want to miss it. He'll be there all three hours. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.